The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm your own balls. Hang on, start again. No, start again. No one noticed. No one noticed. Shh, shh, shh. No, okay. It's not the version I'm used to. I'm your only friend, I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend, but really I'm not actually a friend, but I am. Look at Larry in the alley by the light switch, who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet Make a little birdhouse in your soul Good evening, ladies I have a secret to tell From my electrical well It's a simple message And I'm leaving out the whistles and bells So the room must listen to me Filibuster vigilantly My name is Blue Canary One note spelled L-I-T-E My story's infinite Like the Long Jean Symphonette It doesn't rest Blue Canary in the alley by the light switch Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your body Make a little birdhouse in your soul Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome the one, the only, Mr. Jeff Goldblum! <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, ladies and gentlemen! I'm your only friend, I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend, but really I'm not actually your friend, but I am. There's a picture opposite me of my primitive ancestry, which stood on rocky shores and kept the bitches shipwreck free. Though I respect that a lot, I'd be fired if that were my job. After killing Jason off and countless blooming Argonauts, blue bird of friendliness, like guardian angels, it's always near. The blue canary in the alley by the light switch, who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul, not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only being your body. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. While you're at it, leave the nightlight on inside the birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only being your body. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Leave the nightlight on inside the birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only being your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. While you're at it, keep the nightlight on inside the birdhouse in your soul. Please. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Hello, this is Jeff Goldblum, and I, I, I have have the good fortune to appear, uh, if that's what you call it. It's radio, of course, but it's Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath. The great Ian and Kath. Oh, boy, I, I envy you, having not yet heard our sparkling conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jeff Goldblum is on the show this <laughs> evening. We met Jeff Goldblum! 
And, um, OK, let's get the confessions out of the way, right? We recorded it on my little digital recorder. I've got a new one because I broke one in Glasgow. And when they sent me the new one, they sent me a tiny little micro memory card, right? And normally I use, like, a big fat memory card. We'll take the call. Normally I use a big fat memory card, but I was using the little micro memory card, and it's the same little micro memory card that we recorded the Brighton shows on, so there's a lot of stuff on there. So we're recording the interview, right? And at the end of the interview, I said, Oh, Jeff, would you mind recording what you've just heard there? I'm going to play that again. And he went, sure. And I went to... say sure, and oh, yeah, my favourite. Oh, this guy's incredible, right? So, um, so I went to press record on the thing, and it said memory full. Quick as a flash, I whipped out my phone and I recorded it on my phone, which is fine. But I'm thinking, memory full. I wonder at what point during the interview, during the 30 minutes we spent with Jeff, did the memory get full? Because I stopped checking after 15 minutes. So we came out and we did the thank yous and the goodbyes and it was wonderful. And we came out and we, we stood outside Maida Vale Studios... Um, uh, thank you, Sam. Stood outside Maida Vale Studios and we're listening to see what we missed. Thank God we only lost about three minutes of the interview. Three minutes. It's the bit where... It, and it was it was kind of nice because Kath, you bought him a present. Yeah, a box of biscuits. Box of biscuits. I gave him a CD. He nibbled my biscuit. <laughs> Reader, he nibbled my biscuit. I, I gave him a CD and, and we chatted. There's a little bit about keeping weight. He talked about his wife and his kids a little bit. So it's the last three minutes... He's not there, right? But the rest of it is there. I'm so glad you... It's mainly me talking, right? Because I, I, I'm blabbermouth. Right? I'm sorry, because I, I felt like I kind of elbowed you out a bit. Oh, it's all good. I was just basking how, in the gold bloom. How, here's the thing, right? So we're at Made of Elf Studios, which are incredible studios anyway. Going to be knocked down. Really historic. We, we saw the BBC Orchestra practising. It's going to be knocked down. So we kind of get taken downstairs into a slightly smaller studio, but still cavernous. And we met the, the um, woman who'd arranged the interview for Zayna. us. Zaina. Really helpful. Re- here's, a, here's a thing. A really helpful PR woman? PR person? Really helpful who kind of stuck to their word? And, and normally you do... Go on. And she didn't hover. No. No hovering. The big stars, you get a list of what you can and can't ask. And he's here to promote his album and some shows that he's doing, right, for a jazz festival. Yeah. We'll, I'll give you all the links. So it wouldn't it. be unusual to say, listen, no Jurassic Park yeah. today, guys, no. OK? He's the one that brought up Jurassic Park, not us. So, but we walked in, and she went, oh, okay, well, um, I'll go and get Jeff for you. And then Jeff saunters around this corner, and suddenly you were in a room. You talk about the X factor in the truest sense, not in that terrible, silly television show. He's got it, because he suddenly walks around suddenly. Now, I felt like the most important person in the room when he looked at me, but I'm sure uh, simultaneously... You felt like the most important person in the room. As he's walking towards us, it felt like it was just me and him there. Did you have the same yeah, thing? Absolutely. He's got a great way with people. And um, I didn't find him intimidating. Mm, no! You were immediately part of Jeff's gang. Well, because he and I were wearing similar brown corduroy jackets, a jacket I don't normally wear. I don't know what made me... I'm very brown today. And I said to Kath, oh, I might lose the jacket. I'm too brown. I trying to act, dress up a little bit colourfully, because I know he dresses colourfully. So he came over to him, and he, he kind of comes out with his arm. Ah, so you're Ian, and you are Catherine. Oh, and then he held up his arm and went, oh, because we had the same corduroy. So I went and stood next to him. So the first, my first interaction with Jeff Goldblum is standing next to him with our elbows touching and our arms next to each other going, oh, look, brown corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> like kids. Like kids. Oh, man, it was a joy. We'll play the interview in a bit, right? 
it was a joy. Ima- you know when you see Jeff Goldblum, right? And you imagine how he's going to be. He was like that, but more. Yeah. More so. So charming. Kept touching my knee. Seemed so um, pleased that we, we wanted to spend time with him. Yeah, and every question we asked was like, oh, I, you know, he, he's a great actor. If he really wasn't surprised by yeah. each question, because yeah. he seemed p- pleasantly surprised by each oh, question. We threw a couple of curveballs in there, I think. You know, not to catch him out, but in terms of we 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 never like to ask the obvious, the question. greatest hit. The, you know, and why we didn't mention Jurassic. We didn't really talk about films. No. Talked about the tall guy mm-hmm. and Portlandia, the TV series. He brought up Jurassic Park as a throwaway comment about something, but we talked about music. We talked about jazz. Talked a little bit about the monkeys, but you lost that bit. No, no great loss for you guys there. Um, we talked about his, his growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about Sarah Silverman. Talked to, it, it, it's just a joy. And we sat and we, we sat in this big studio, and we were given like a couple of chairs in the corner, and we sat so close to him. And knees, all, all our three, all three of our knees were almost touching. And I'm just sat there, my my face, twelve inches away from his. Yours is yours, yours the same. I'm just staring at him thinking, bloody hell, that's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's interested in what I'm asking. He's pretending, at the very least, to be interested in what I'm asking him. Now, he seems like a man who is just enjoying yeah. every minute. There was no element of kind of the jaded star who is sick of doing this stuff and would rather be going back to his hotel and watching TV or talking to his kids, which I'm sure is all true. Apart from the jaded thing, he seems yeah. to genuinely find everything quite joyful. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: I don't know how this silly little show of ours snuck onto his itinerary because immediately after us, Jules Holland was rocking up to interview him. This evening, he's recording the Graham Norton show, and yet he found thirty minutes to talk to us. Yeah. And I listened to his album, and the, the PR team were. They came out and said, that was a great interview. Thanks so much for listening to the album. I'm thinking, man, he's given us half an hour of his time. The very least I can do is put his record on mm-hmm. while I'm cooking my breakfast. And it's a jazz album. And jazz isn't my thing, but uh, it's a good record. It's a good record. And, and we mention this in this. I can't remember if this is the bit that gets cut off. But I talk about the joy. It's a live album that he's recorded uh, 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 with piano and piano. Doing a little bit of singing, maybe playing piano. Uh, and the joy. You'll hear it in his voice. But the joy that... He get you. You can tell when he's playing piano comes across in that record and in the interview. The yeah, joy of that, it. That's pretty. Um, I think that's one of the first things you say to him about yeah, the magic right. of the live experience right. and how he managed to put it on the record. Let's play this one more time because then we have to edit it down because it, the, the the end won't make sense. Hello, this is Jeff Goldblum, and I, I, I have the good fortune to appear, uh, if that's what you call it. It's radio, of course, but it's Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath, the great Ian and Kath. Oh, boy, I, I envy you, having not yet heard our sparkling conversation. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will enjoy it. Let's take a quick break. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. 0344 is the telephone number. Jeff Goldblum coming up in just a few minutes. Let's take these couple of calls though. Good evening, Danny. Hello, mate. Hello, Danny. We're good because Kath and I went and saw the first half of They Might Be Giants at the Barbican tonight, and it was great. 
Wow. Are you on speakerphone? Um, no, I'm not. Fix that and then we'll come back to you in a second. Good evening, Bob. He's doing an apprentice. Good evening, Bob. Hello, good evening. Are you on speakerphone? Yes. Fix that and then we'll come back to you in a second. Let's see if Danny's fixed it. Fix what, mate? Fix the world? Are you on speakerphone? No, I'm not on speakerphone, mate, no. Well, what are you on, then? Are you in the same room as the phone? Um, no, I have the phone in my hand, mate. And, well, and are you, it's up against your ear, mate? It is, yeah. OK, it doesn't sound like Would it. Do you prefer me to put it on speakerphone, or...? Let's try speakerphone to see if it's better. This may be one of those rare occurrences when speakerphone is better than normal phone. Let's see. Oh, OK. What do you want to talk about, then, mate? Oh, no, that's awful. No, go back to the other way. And also change the attitude. Yeah, these cheap, cheap phones um, killing the industry. No one can make a living. How, can, how, how the hell can Apple charge £1,200 for, for the new well, iPhone? £1,200 and then you have in your pocket, you tie down to a 24-month contract and you, um, you walk into a cable in your pocket yes. or drop it in the toilet. Yes. And then... well, I haven't dropped a phone in the toilet since about no, uh, 2001. Yeah, I have. Well, I've dropped many in the toilet. I've dropped many in buckets of... Um, buckets? All sorts. Buckets, mate, yeah. Buckets. Your phone sounds yeah, prostitutes awful. Prostitutes' bottoms, mate, usually. Prostitutes' bottoms? Prostitutes' bottoms, mate, What yeah. a thoroughly unpleasant chap you are. Not only do you come up with a horrendously misogynistic and offensive image, but your attitude sucks. What would you like to yeah, say, Danny? I know, Danny? mate, I know. That's exactly why I'm ringing you. I'm, I'm hoping to get some spiritual guidance. Not from me, buddy, no. I, I don't waste uh, my time on lost causes. All right, mate, thanks. Bye. What a pillock. What an absolute horrible call. Let's try Bob. Good evening, Bob. Hello, Ian. That's How are better. you? I'm good, thank you now, Bob. I mean, we got rid of Danny. Danny was creating a dark vibe in the show that was unnecessary. So talking to you is lightening the vibe, Bob. It's good, it's good to have you on board, my friend. What can so I do I, I've had a stressful evening, Ian. Go on, what happened? I had a stressful day at work. Okay. And then I was waiting for my train Uh-oh. from Paddington, Paddington Station. Yep. Where are you going, Eating, Slough? Uh, I was going back to Bath. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a trek. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was, I was enjoying a very popular uh, fast food outlet. Okay. Uh, sat on a statue next to Paddington Bear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye uh-huh. a man walking over to me, uh, leering over me, oh. and then rubbing the nose, the brass nose of Paddington Bear. Okay. Whilst I'm trying to enjoy my chips. Okay, well that well, okay. Uh, and then uh yeah. then then he's 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 over my left shoulder. Yep. Getting into my personal space. Okay. And he's continuing to rub the nose of yes. Paddington Bear. Right. So I turn to him and I go, "You're right, mate." And he says to me, "Yeah, I'm fine." Okay. And then he continues to rub the nose of Paddington Bear and his girlfriend is looking on giggling to herself. Yeah. And I said to him, can you stop that? And he says, well, you've chosen a really good place to sit, mate. And then walks off. Yeah. Okay. And then I notice that it's the him. guy from Homes Under the Hammer. What, Martin? Not Martin yeah. Charnock. He's um, uh, Martin, the guy that used to, used to work here. What happened to him? Martin. He's an unpleasant man. Not Ma- well, hang on a minute. Let's, let's, I'll be the judge of that. You could be right. Martin Roberts, thank you, Sam. Martin Roberts, the guy from Homes Under the Hammer, has a girlfriend? Apparently. Or um, a fan. Well, OK. Not, uh, either is pretty unbelievable. I, I've got to be honest, though. You chose to sat to sit on a statue. 
of Paddington. Well, it was adjacent to the statue. You, uh, uh, Paddington Bear in Paddington Station. That's a, that's a, a TA, a tourist attraction. That's insane. That's like doing a dump on the Queen. But does that give him the right to invade my personal space whilst yes. I'm enjoying some mac and cheese? He wasn't rubbing your nose. He, I, he, I would like Martin well, Robert. I would like Martin Roberts to rub my nose. I think that's why he got no, fired I'm... from here for nose rubbing. He wasn't fired. That's, that's, that's a lie. Um, I would like oh. him to rub my nose. I would like to have my home under his hammer. Well, fair enough. But I, I think that's something you should talk about. Before or you could have sat on a. You could have sat on a bench. Or you could have sat anywhere apart from a TA, a tourist attraction in P.S. Paddington Station. Well, to be fair, there, there were seats available. There well, then, Bob, then, Bob, you have no you, no sympathy from me, I'm afraid, Bob. You've come crawling to the wrong place, you slug. Martin Roberts. Roberts, Martin Roberts. No, Roberts. No, 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 it's Martin Rob- Roberts. Well, Sam typed it up, and I remember it now, oh. from Homes Under the Hammer. That's not the music. Martin Roberts is his name, and uh, never the twain shall meet is the saying that goes along with that. So, yeah, we saw um, first half of They Might Be Giants... Our friends, I'm going to say it, our friends, they might be giants. And also, we knew loads of people in the audience. Yeah. There was um, Dave Dogface Boy. There was my friend um, Jonathan Sloman, who's a film editor. There was a guy, and both our minds have gone blank, the gentleman we met in Bristol who was really, really charming and who was friends with the guitar player. He was called Jonathan as well, wasn't he? The guitar, Julian. Julian. No, he wasn't called Julian. Justin? Nope. Philomena? No. Network? Hang on, I'll find out. By the way, did you see the, the headline on the television? Ball, ball bags breakfast. Yes. Ball bags, Zoe Ball has bagged the Radio 2 breakfast slot. Ball bags breakfast. Which, by the way, is is really not a healthy breakfast. No, Trust me. It's not sustainable. I found myself there. <laughs> ball bags breakfast. Um, and we, the gentleman who, who was at Brighton and whose name totally escaped me. But we saw all these lovely, lovely people there. It was it was an audience. Get this. The Barbican was full of our people. Full of our people. And it was a delight. They Might Be Giants were hilarious. We couldn't stick around for the second set because I muffed up. Joseph. Was the guitarist. Yes. Okay. Well, well, I was Joseph's cu- mate. It was Joseph's mate. And then we had... Um, was it Grant who approached yes. us? At the, it was Grant and his uh, partner, whose name escapes me, because I'm terrible with names. Uh, they came and said hello to us. And here's the thing, right? We got tickets, and they were in the fourth row. Great tickets for They Might Be Giants. Uh, and the Barbican's a weird old thing. It's an old 70s building, and it's it's on tiers. So there's there's kind of the ground floor, there's stalls. And and we, we knew we weren't going to go back in for the second half, because we had to go. So we went up to the middle like the second level, where people were coming out. And I approached a couple and said, are, are you sat on this floor? They went, yeah. It's this strange guy. I said, oh, well, would you like our tickets? Because we've been sat in the stalls in the fourth row and we can't stick around for the second part of the show. And the guy, I mean, it, it must have been weird, some tall bloke coming over and handing tickets. And the guy went, oh, yeah, that's very kind. No, we've got our tickets online, so we'll keep these as a souvenir. Thinking I was just, it was just some guy handing him some mm-hmm. tickets going, do you want to keep these as a treat, you know, as a little treat, little gift, some bits of paper. And they sort of walked off. And then he came back a few minutes later realising that we were upgrading his seats for nothing. Um, and he came back and went, oh, I'm really sorry. I, I totally misunderstood what you were saying. This is very kind of you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I hope they got in. I hope the grumpy guy next to us didn't give them a hard time. Um, and I hope they enjoyed the vantage point of being in the fourth row. 
Brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was, I felt nice doing that, didn't it? Because yeah. otherwise, we'd have, there'd have just been two empty seats. Grant's partner, Alessia. How do you know that? Because I remembered. Okay, you're great. You're great. Very if, handy. If you can, I finish, please. If you weren't so annoying, I'd hang out with you. Um, so we had a lovely time at They Might Be Giants. I thought it's funny. I mean, what was that weird jazz odyssey improvised piece at the end of the first half? It was hilarious. I mean, very few rock pop concerts, whatever you want to call them, I've been to where I have cheered so much and laughed in equal measure. Proper belly laughs. That auditorium is massive. There were loads of people yeah. in there and they were all in the palm of that guy's hand. They did a great thing. He said, we're going to do two... We're done. They play Birdhouse in Your Soul, right? He said, we're now going to play two songs you don't know. So can we... Can you fake cheer as though they're the greatest songs you've ever heard? They're your favourites. And he got... and he got. You know, you never get that at concerts where it's new songs where people were cheering like wild. And what did I do? Uh, you punched the air and shouted. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, listen, put your phones down, relax. Go and, go and make yourself a cup of Holix, guys. Uh, hopefully you've got some uh, ready. We'll, we'll take phone calls after 11. Um, Kath and I were so thrilled by this. We're, we're a tiny little niche cult show, and uh, we sent an email out when we saw that Jeff Goldblum was coming over here, and I'll give the dates of where he's playing and where you can get the album in a bit. <coughs> and I, I said to Kath, I've sent an email trying to get Jeff Goldblum. It won't happen. About a week later, we got an email saying, yeah, no, it should be okay. And this was a couple of months ago. And that whole time, we were waiting for the tap on the shoulder to say, I'm really sorry, it's going to breakfast. I'm really sorry, they don't want to do talk radio. And it didn't go. And even as we walked into the room today and we're waiting for Jeff to come around the corner, we're waiting for the, sorry guys, it's not happening. Um, but it did happen. He's got a new album out. He's doing a couple of live, three live shows. Uh, and this is what happened about three o'clock today when Kath and I met Jeff Goldblum. Like the wallpaper sticks to the wall. Like the seashore clings to the sea. Like you'll never get rid of your shadow, Sarah. Jeff, you'll never get rid of me. Good news. Let Let all all the the others others fight fight and fuss. Whatever happens, we've got Than pages that stick in a book. We're closer than ripples that play in a brook. Perfect. Wherever you find her, you'll find me just one. Closer than a miser or the bloodhounds to lies or me. Closer than smog is to all of LA. We're closer than Bobby is to JFK. Not a soul can bust this team into. We stick together like glue. That's when we're gonna rise. We'll start to swing. That's we're when gonna we swing to, to the skies. Rise. Our clocks don't shine. Was a prize. They, they ring. A ding, ding, ding. Happy New Year. And now to repeat what I said and at the start. They need a large crowbar to bust us apart. We're alone, but. Change that name, Redskins. Is that such a chore? Then we'll tackle climate change. Hats off to Al Gore. Life, Life is, is gonna, gonna be we while we for my shadow and me. 
Um, could you? Could, wait a minute. Is that the best trumpet you've ever heard in your it's like, life? It's like cutting butter with a hot knife. Yes, you phrase maker. Well put. Hey, recently I've been keeping my butter out at night uh, so that it's soft in the morning. Is that risky? I love soft it's butter. It's not risky. You can do that with butter. You can leave it out. Okay, I'm taking that to the bank. Uh, what was I going to say now? Oh, 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 I know. Could you do me a favor, Sarah? Yes, anything. Could we take it just one more time? From the top? No, from that ending. I love that ending. Before we get finished, we'll make the town roar. We're just like Michael Corleone. We'll settle old scores. Oh, then we'll talk to Vitero and dress up like whores. Life is gonna be Jurassic Park, scary in the dark. I am scared that I'll get eaten. Oh, Sarah, don't don't be scared of that. Right, just calm, just calm down for a second. We're, we're recording now. So this, calm. Okay. We just, just slow down. Slow down. Are you nervous? I'm not nervous. Why would I be nervous? There's nothing to be nervous about. I'm just going to go and do an interview this is with Jeff Goldblum, and that is nothing to be nervous about. I'm not nervous. I've done so many interviews. I've interviewed um, loads of people. Here's the thing. He yeah. talks quite quickly, so if you're going to talk like that, this is going to be tricky. Okay. We are at... Now, these are the famous BBC Made of Our Studios, mm. which I think they're closing down. Yeah, I think I've heard that too. Okay, today, after today they're closing it down. This is my sister used to live on that road there. That's Elgin Avenue. Good to know. She stole. I think we can say this. She stole one of those road signs that says Elgin Avenue. Okay. Um, so you know for sure then that she lived on Elgin well, Avenue. I know. Yes. Um, so we're going to go and interview Jeff Goldblum. This is this is a weird one. Yeah. For us. Um, I don't think we've ever brought presents for a guest before, but we really, really want to be his friend. Oh, so. yeah, Jeff's going Jeff's gonna to give us his phone number at the end of this. Hey, guys, wow. hang out, cool. I did bring biscuits. Laced with LSD. <laughs> Shh. Jeff's going, Jeff's going, bye-byes. Um, well, I need a uh, pee. Um... Let's go in. This is the B- the British, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, Made of Ale Studios. Let's go in. Hello. Will you be here to interview Jeff Goldblum? Uh, Lee, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Oh. It's not a good sign. No, it's not, is it? <laughs> Catherine Boyle? That's right, yeah. Oh, this is when we find out it's all been an elaborate hoax. Oh, there we go. Here. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Can we just loiter here? We don't know. Go down if you want. I don't know where we're going. Which... I'll, I'll direct you down. Thank you very much. Everyone else goes down. <laughs> you go down, take the green fire exit. Yep. Left, follow your nose downstairs, you'll see Studio 3. Follow your nose, all right. Thank you. Thanks very much. Cheers. Right. right. This is exciting. This place obviously is closing down because they don't give us stuff. They've, they've just set this off on our own. <laughs> have a little wander. Look at that, though. Look at that. There's an orchestra in there. Mate, that's incredible. 
That's incredible. BBC Symphony Orchestra. Yes, man. Oh, by the way, I'm going to boost the levels now. So you'll, the levels will be louder than they were earlier. Thank you. Why are you doing that? Because we're whispering. <sighs> OK. Hey, I'm Jeff Goldblum. I'm pleased to meet you. Every interview I've read with him, he comes across as so charming and delightful. Well, imagine if this is the one where he snaps. You bastards, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Why are you talking about the fly? Why is he suddenly from New York instead of Pittsburgh? Because when he gets angry, his New York accent comes out. Oh, right. uh, hang on, stairway to studio. He said it to the fire exit. OK. Didn't he? This is the problem now, is we are going to get so lost. Um, did you Studio 5. OK, well, we want Studio 3. It's a picture of John Peel. There's the Beatles, look. Hello, Beatles. Um, the Beatles recorded programme. Is it not this, MV3? No. Is it? This is why we should have gone back the way we came. Well, let me just check here. Yeah. Now, now we're late. We know whose fault that is. Smells like um, school. You like old wood? Yeah. Not that old. Come on. Come on, you love it. I can hear Jeff Goblin's voice behind that curtain. No, you can't. Yeah. Totally. Like if we just get some seats here. Is this yeah, 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 this is as long as everyone's quiet. Of, no, I don't need you to quiet. Yeah? That most is okay. You're, you're in matching jackets. Uh-oh. This is awkward. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. So nice to meet you. Brother, so nice to meet you. Look, a brown cord or a jacket. <sighs> What's happening? The, what are the chances of that? This is the under the great minds think alike file. This is Catherine, my hey, co-host. Pleased to meet you, Jeff. So pleased to meet you, Catherine. How are you doing? Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, I'm doing well, thank you. Do you you wanna, guys? Yeah, good. Are you ready now? Are you, are you doing stuff? I, I wasn't doing... Let me bring my water over. Yeah. Bring water, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we, I can just stay hydrated while we do this. This looks like me. Against one. We're going to destroy you, Jeff. I hope so. That's what I've been <laughs> ho hoping for. Uh, so good, good, good. I want to hear 
everything. This is for this is for. Tell me what this is. This for. This is for Talk Radio. Yes. We do a late night kind of vaguely psychedelic, esoteric phone-in show where we kind of celebrate stuff. Yes. Instead of this thing that a lot of British and American radio does of causing fear and panic, we kind of celebrate. Beauty and art and music. Well, that's life. life. Oh, that's beautiful. And here's a bit I think you're going to dig. It's mostly improvised. We don't set anything up apart from things like this. Let's not. Let's improvise up a storm. I, I, <laughs> I having said that, watch me crash and burn. But you, but, you finished uh, doing what you're doing. Well, I, 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 this is the most inconsiderate thing. I, you know, my sons, my two sons, three and one, are not have oh. never had any uh, kind of thing. I want to see. I want to see. Oh, here. So, Ian Lee. Hello. Yes. Look at this. Performance ends. You will be remained, made a veil. I didn't even know this studio. Do you know? Well, we'll talk about it. This when is, this your is information a famous is, studio. I think they're knocking it down, though. That's what I just yeah. heard. It's awful. Thank you. And it's Ian and I-A-I-N. Scottish. Scottish. And Catherine. Just the regular way. With a K. K. And what's your last name? Boyle. Boyle. Mm-hmm. Like Susan Boyle. So many ways. Irish. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, Irish extraction, but no one I can remember. Really, mm-hmm. Catherine? Well, we'll talk about everything. Are you ready? Re- how long? How long do we have? We, I think we've got two or three hours. We booked with you. <laughs> I hope so. That's about half past. That's perfect. Oh, we've got twenty-five minutes. Perfect. We can do anything. Look how colourful and everything, Catherine. Well, thank you for doing this. That's <laughs> thank you for this doing this, man. My pleasure. Now, Are you kidding? I love this album. You, you heard it? I listened to it, yeah, I've listened to it. I've just been handed a physical copy, but I listened to it via streaming. Really? Yes. Did you hear it, Ka- I Catherine? I heard some bits, but not enough. Let me see, and I've never seen, actually, a... No. That's the first time you've seen your own record. I have not seen, uh, you know, you don't want to break... I break the seal, break it. This is this is me, then you're beholding me breaking... That's the first. And I have never beheld this part of it. I've seen sort of a mock-up of... Something like that, but I have never seen. There it is. This is me looking at it for the first time. Nope. And this will ostensibly play and play we our songs. We're led to believe so. We're led to believe so. I and you, you, li- you liked it. The duet with Thank Sarah you. Silverman. You did? Well, what I love fun. her very much. Yeah, thanks. We, we had fun doing and I had fun doing the whole darn thing, but she, I've known her for a while. I hosted Saturday Night Live some, you know, right after the first Jurassic Park in 93, and then again a little bit. But she was, I think, one of the writers when I originally did it, and I met her. She was young, and then we've stayed in touch. We've done a couple of different things together, uh, and then as part of her live show that she does regularly at Largo, if you're in Los Angeles. She invited me one time to be part of it. She has special guests, so-called. And I had already worked up a version of this... uh me and my shadow, which you may recognize from Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis, I think they they yeah. cooked it up originally. We sort of adapted some specialty lyrics, and uh, we did it. You can you can look us up rehearsing the first time we ever encountered it on, at her apartment yeah. when I set up my camera like this. I'll bet you could find that on YouTube. Anyway, when it came time to do this, and the great Larry Klein was our producer. Mm. And he was saying, I think, having seen this Rockwell show, which I'll tell you about, I think this is where you might want to focus the so-called album on. And I said, well, how about singers? They, they, we usually have a singer there. Well, let's make a list. And da-da-da-da. And he brought us Imelda May and mm-hmm. Haley Reinhardt, uh, who were just brilliant. And I said, well, how about Sarah Silverman? He said, yes, yes, that's a good idea. That'll capture some of the fun of what you do. And maybe the two of you can do something that, that, that's kind of fun. 
And so we did that. And she came, I, I suggested it to her. She said, yay, I want to do it. <laughs> and then uh, she showed up at my house with Larry sitting there and me at my piano in my little guest house. And we ran through it once or twice. And that was it. And then on the day, we did that. It's magic. On the day, it's that magic that you can only get in a live performance where just... All the, everything hits at the right moment. It's joyful. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that that's how it hits your ear, but I, it was joyful for us doing it, and the whole thing was like that. And that's what Larry wanted to capture, because I've been doing this just for the pure fun of it for 30 years now, out and about, and at Rockwell for, you know, a while. Uh, I'll tell you the whole, you know, um, birth of that. But, you know, I just do it for fun and we do have fun and people who who come there um, a lot of them have never don't know the jazz songs that we're playing and we're we have the responsibility of introducing them to Thelonious Monk and Charles Mingus and some of these songs but we do it and I think in a in a sophisticated way I play with great guys and they help me do a version of it that's um that's uh has integrity and validity and uh, sophistication. They're spectacular, and I'm learning from them all the time. That's one of the thrills that I get out of it. And the people, but we do it in a a fun way. And that's one of the things that Larry said. He said, I think what I'm seeing here at Rockwell is how jazz used to be at a certain time when it was a social kind of... um, you know, inflaming, sexy music, and uh, that's that's kind of what we're doing. He said, I think we could capture that if we do it at Capitol Records, where I know I can get a beautiful recording of it, but we set up a live uh, so bunch of people. studio, but you've set it up like a supper club. We put a couple hundred uh, chairs for a couple, two, three hundred people there, and it was like a supper club, and people came, and I kind of, we did what we do basically every uh, week. I don't, I know some of these songs. I'm mm. not a jazz I was going to sound. this sounds like uh, the ultimate introduction to jazz. Yeah. This is something that he's been looking for. Because we're not jazz people. I'm no. kind of pop or rock. And you're feeling like you need jazz in your life at this point. I'm getting to an age when I think jazz... Well, you're still a very young man. 25 is an accomplishment. That's a big... A quarter of a century is a big, big deal. You have a long way to go. I love that lovely soft pink, baby pink... Sweater, I think you call it a jumper. Call it a jumper. jumper here, yes. <laughs> so a jumper, jumper to an American, though, is a pinafore dress. Oh, mm-hmm. a jumper? That's oh, yes, a jumper, out. a little jumper. And we have jumper cables. Do you know what that is? Uh, jump leads. Yeah, yeah, in the car yeah. if the yeah. battery goes down. Yeah. But what were we saying? The fascinating thing that Jazz I've forgotten. For a young man like me. Now, that's you. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, well, a lot of people, some people I say, you know, I play jazz. You like jazz? They go, uh, jazz, I don't know, you know, but da da da. And, you know, I, I, maybe they've had an encounter with something a little out of their league or, or, or something. But, yes. I'll, it's it's a very few people who walk away from what we do unless they're not telling me who don't say gee that was a that was a blast because your music sounds like a good time well we have a good time i think it's pretty good give me an album apart from this one after this one that i should go out and buy as an introduction to jazz what should be my, my second Jazz record. Well, you know, you're a jazz. You you know everything about jazz. I do Catherine. not know really? anything about jazz. Well, these guys, the band behind me, with whom I just played, they would know everything because they went to college for it, and they probably jazz know college. the fu- yeah, wow. jazz college. I know, but I'll tell you, me, you know, I took lessons when I was a kid in Pittsburgh, yeah. and my dad, the doctor, we had they had four kids. I had three brothers and sisters. Um, 
he loved jazz. He didn't play, but he brought home at the time it was just just come out. Errol Garner. Mm-hmm. He was from Pittsburgh, like I was, and he said, "Listen to this." And he was a doctor, but he went, "Listen to that. How that guy pauses. It's so brave." And then he goes and he did a kind of scat version of what he heard Errol Garner doing. He went, "Po pa po pa po pa po pa." He was, uh, you know, and I was like, wow, my dad's interested in this. This is something. And, I, you know, so maybe, you know, Errol Garner, I'll tell you, that wouldn't be a bad place to start. He has a lot of things. I have on my iPhone right now a song by him. You'd look it up called El Dorado, yeah. that these days, if I'm doing a photo shoot or something, I say, hey, put on that in a, uh, put that on a loop and just keep playing it because it gets me going. But he's a... Um, Untrained, He doesn't read music, Errol Garner, as the story goes, I think. But he is a genius, and he plays beautifully and uniquely joyfully. It's really something. And plays all those standards that you have heard Tony Bennett and Frank Sinatra. Yes. He spoke about jazz. He compared jazz to comedy, and he says the similarities between jazz and comedy is you hold the beat until the very very last moment and then you got you hit the beat and he said that's the same kind of rule for comedy you deliver the punchline at the very last moment not too late otherwise you lose the rhythm but not too early and he's in the same with jazz does that kind of make sense to you i've never heard anything like that i love it uh, <laughs> the i loved dudley moore i met him once you did know really? yes well, i he did was a great pianist. i know he was i, I love him play well we were in a car at some event i can't i bet i can't even remember what it was but we were being you know taken in a car and he was we shared a car wow. once and I was like, Dudley Moore, because I saw him in um, on Broadway with Peter Cook doing one of their shows, wow. which I loved yeah. to pieces. You can these days you can go on YouTube and see uh, many of their bits. He was just brilliant. And, you know, the reason I'm an actor, one of the first experiences that I had, my parents took us to see um, a theater children's theater first and that's when i kind of went well what are they doing with this uh, beauty and the beast and da, 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 da. and then when i was a middle teenager after already i need to be an actor thinking they took us to a couple of other shows that came and did a road version of a new york uh, appearance at production and one of them was beyond the fringe and for those dudley moore fans they'll know that uh, he and and peter Cook Alan and Bennett. and Alan Bennett and and who's the fourth um, you know the doctor yes who's the Shakespearean scholar Jonathan Miller Jonathan Miller, Jonathan Miller. who has Jonathan many Miller. great th- great uh, you know things you can look up and yeah. he's talking uh, with erudition about all, one kind or one thing or another yeah they did it originally I didn't see them mm. but I saw a, a road company of Beyond the Fringe and which I think they wrote yeah. they all wrote and. That made me, you know, I was like, I gotta do this. I think, I think that night, in fact, I was, I broke out in a kind of sweat sitting there thinking, I'm going to at some point uncontrollably jump up and join in. Wow. I'm, I'm not going to be able to help myself. That really. And I just moment almost. I, well, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Talk about sexy. Now, I, I, I'm, is it come on, come on in my house? Is that the one about I'm going to give you candy? Yes. That song is filth. Oh, yeah, I know that song. It's oh, pure the filth. Lady that sings it. Imelda May is a oh, great, great artiste. Filth. Well, it's it's, it's deeply it's erotic, <laughs> but but in a in a refined way, but deeply oh. naughty. Yes, and only by suggestion and uh, inference. Ooh. Wait till you see. Have you seen us do it together? Because no. I'm playing piano. I've hardly, when I, they filmed us doing this. Right. And you see me 
Um, I've, it's only the second time I've seen her do it, and she's kind of doing it to me, you know. She's going, I'm going to give you pomegranates, and, and she does some things like that. And I'm like... It's an incredible <laughs> And I'm looking at her on the film, and I'm going... I just become very still and deeply... <laughs> You know, is inflamed, I think, is the idea. Yeah. May we be so bold as to tell you our favourite thing of yours you that you've ever done? You can be bold as you want. Uh, Portlandia. Oh, my God, oh. I love Portlandia so much. I love it myself. I love doing it. Well, first of all, Fred Armisen, Carrie Brownstein, genius. genius. John Kreisel is one of the geniuses behind that who directed them and who gave me as much freedom as anyone uh, with whom I've improvised, so-called, on camera. He was like, no, no turn the camera on. Just, uh, you don't even hit, have to hit this tent pole idea and doesn't have to be this event. Just talk about this and talk about that. It was kind of like that. It was really fun, and they're brilliant. I, I liked it. And then they, 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 they rewrote it in editing. Yeah. They got some interesting bits, and it came out uh, cute. Didn't it? It's, it's lovely, isn't it? Love it so much. Yeah, so much. I was going to thank you as well for the tall guy. Thank you. You know, I'm doing the Graham Norton show this week, and who's going to be on it with me on the couch is Rowan Atkinson. Oh, wow. And I haven't seen him oh, for a couple of decades. Yeah. Yes, that was Emma Thompson's first movie. Yeah. I like that movie, too. You know, it was Richard Curtis's first mm-hmm. movie script, I believe. It was originally called Camden Town Boy. Because it was kind of his story, and I think he's from Camden, not if I'm remembering rightly. But then they say, well, let's get an American actor in it. Well, who? Well, how about this Jeff Goldblum? And then they called it the tall guy. Mm-hmm. Me being freakishly, freakishly tall. tall. Yes. Freakishly tall. tall. You're about the same, aren't you? Really? Well, we're the same. I, I look up to you. You're, you're, you tower over me. Excited? I get really excited when if I'm out with Kath, if I see people that are taller than me... Yeah. Because that, that's what it must feel like to be normal. There is a silent exchange between us, and he sort of tries to position himself next to them just so I can check. Ah, yes. Well, how about you and I? You and I are, are what are you, 6'4"? Six, 6'4". Four. Six, four. I'm 6'4". This is great. Oh, are you? Oh, Shall we fight? Sounds Make like a love? challenge. Oh, one of those two. Everything at once. All at, all at <laughs> once. Yeah, I love to. You ever get next to somebody who's seven feet tall? Yeah, or, that's a joy. Yeah, that's or a, a lady who's 6'7 or something? A couple of times. I know. Powerful. Very powerful. Uh, Very you're, powerful. you're doing live shows. I think they may have sold out. You're doing some, That's a, a what I hear. Yeah, Ronnie Scott's were doing a couple yeah. in late November and at uh, Cadogan Hall. Is that how you yeah, say yeah. it? Yeah. I've heard different things, but Cadogan Hall. Yeah, that works. Okay, Cadogan Hall. Like anyway, as part of the London Jazz Festival. Which is great. They have some great acts on. I'll bet they do. I hope we... we <laughs> tell, <laughs> ha- say it like that, for God's sake. <laughs> they have some great acts. And you. No, you're included no. in the greatness. Well, of you the know, I hope we're worthy of it, really. I'm a humble student, and uh, this is a humble what can, offering. What can people expect from the show? What's it going to be? Well, let me see. Well, this band, I'll tell you. Who's um, in the band? Let's, let's name check those guys. Or have I put you on the spot now? Not at all. Joe Bag is an organist yep. who's an eighth-degree black belt master and is the <laughs> sweetest guy on earth. Alex Frank is a young pal of mine, but a spectacular bass player. Jeff is miming the instruments at the moment. Yes, I should just I am, say, in yes. case you in case you didn't know. Well, you can't say the word goatee with if you ask somebody what's a goatee, they'll say you know it's a yeah, it's one of those yep. those things. Yeah. Uh, so he's the bass player. John Story is our great guitar player. Um, um, <laughs> All the neck by the looks oh, yeah. of that. I went up and down like Jimi Hendrix. I go, <laughs> I go up and down that neck. Um, the uh, then Kenny Elliott is our great, great 
drummer, and James King is our saxophonist or our saxophonist, whatever you call it over here. He's with Fits and the Tantrums, too. All these people have played with multiples, because luminaries, and... uh, and that's the band. And singing with us, of course, the on this tour. Oh, oh, and Till Bronner. Till Bronner is somebody we hadn't played with. Is the trumpeter yep. plays on several tracks is going to join us in Berlin and some of the some of these gigs because we're going to after this we're going to Berlin and Paris. Fantastic. And um, and he was brought to us also by Larry Klein, but he's the the foremost trumpeter in the world and plays that wonderful plays several tracks there. Yeah. And then Imelda May, who lives over here, wow. is going to join us and sing all of her songs with us. I think from that album and maybe more. She's fantastic. Fantastic! She's going to sing this bitter earth. Oh, hard, hard, soulfully heartbreaking. And come on to my house. Get ready. Hold on to your butts, as Sam, <laughs> Sam Jackson says in Jurassic Park. And then, uh, and that's it, you know. But, of course, on the record, we've got Haley yeah. Reinhardt, Sarah Silverman, unfortunately, doing other things. But there, that's, the, that's the band. And maybe surprises. And I don't know what we're going to do. No. Because at the gig, I'm always surprised. Our, our, our man, uh, manager and director, John Mack. Astro uh, gives me pieces of paper, and I re- read them, and then and then extemporize from them, free associate, and play with the audience and do quizzes. I tell you what, again, from yeah. listening to you here and listening to the record is the joy that you have, the love oh, you've got for this music and for That's playing true. this music. It comes through. Well, thank you. Is I, this what you were listening to as a ten-year-old? Is it a ten-year-old Jeffrey Goldblum? Was what, what kind of stuff were you playing in your bedroom? Jeffrey Lynn Goldblum, that's my whole name. My Well, my, my mom originally, we bought a, I had a kid's album when I was very young from Danny Kaye. You remember Danny? Oh, you know I Danny Kaye. Oh, there was this kid's album called Mommy, Give Me a Drink of Water. And then there was this other stuff. Remember he did a, uh, he did like Minnie the Moocher, this Cab Calloway, this kind of jazz yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. He could do anything. And he did this thing at the end of one song. I don't know what it is, but this bit of scat that I, that I memorized and still remember. You want to hear it? Goes like this. That's Danny Kay. And I still know that. And I do it for my son, and he kind of. Gets a kick out of it, you know. Danny Kay was great. The speed he could move his lips and his tongue was ridiculous. He was something else. And then, you know, they they showed us these, uh, they gave us these Errol Garner records. Thelonious Monk was around, and I heard this interesting thing. And as you know, I've come to learn, and he's a big, you know, hero of mine. And what else? Then my brother, older brother, was a big jazz fan, brought home a Miles Davis, you know, uh, Sketches of Spain album. He liked Brazil. Brazilian music too, and there was an Astrid Gilberto Stan Getz record that he played over and over again that really got in amongst me, you know. Mm-mm, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Come on, 
Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. That guy that bought the whiskey's an idiot. How much about £850,000 for a bottle of whiskey? Whiskey tastes horrible anyway. Got to put Coca-Cola in it. Exactly. (laughs) Can you imagine? I learned that stuff. (laughs) When we went to the Barbican tonight, they were selling cans of Jackie D's. Cans of Jack Daniels and Coke, I guess. That's, I mean, I used to, I used to like Jack Daniels, but only because it got you drunk really quickly, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stand the taste of it, so I would, I would just slather it in, in, um, in Coke. My Spanish friends like a, a JD and Coke. The, the drinks for getting drunk quickly, JD and Coke, or I, I used to love vodka and orange. I used to like a Bacardi and Coke in Ooh, my day. I never had a Bacardi, vodka and orange, or I discovered in in San Francisco. Wowzers. Um, vodka, vodka and Red Bull. Yeah. Jeez, because you're like drunk, but you're wired at the I, same time. I remember one particular night on those and I was drinking pints of it, student union times. And I was drinking Good it girl. I was drinking it like like it was water. Yeah, yeah. You don't taste the booze. No. But I woke up in the middle of the night or early morning. Dead. 
dancing. My legs were going. <laughs> Worked myself <laughs> up. Wowzers. Um, thank you to Jeff Goldblum for that. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We'll put it out as a podcast tomorrow. I'm really sorry I cut off the last three minutes because my memory card was full. I'm so oh, lucky it was only the last three minutes. You missed him nibbling my biscuit. Because <laughs> we go, how come you're so thin? And he said, well, you know, because I exercise, I get up, I exercise, my wife's a gymnast. And, and then Kath gave him some biscuits. Yeah. And he was opening the tin and just sniffing them. And then he just took a little bite. He was, it was sort of, I hope, I, I, we're getting lots of nice things on Twitter. I hope you dug it. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, Sally Reeves, who helped sort that out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Zayna, I keep saying Zayna, Zayna, who helped sort it out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the album, let's do the plugs. Um, the album is, I've just, oh, I've just closed the thing down. Right, first of all, the live shows. He's doing four live shows, which we can't go to, um, as part of the um, EFG. Where's the thing? Uh, let me have a look. Sorry, guys, I just closed down the, uh, I closed down the window with all of the information. There he is. He's, so he's doing four shows as part of the EFG London Jazz Festival. Okay, so there's two concerts at Cadogan Hall on Saturday the 7th, 17th of September, which we've been offered tickets to, but we're in Bath performing. Okay. Um, and he's doing two concerts at Ronnie Scott's on Thursday the 22nd of November. So 17th November is at Cadogan Hall, and 22nd of November is at Ronnie Scott's. Uh, I'm not sure if they've sold out or not. I, I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. There's certainly some for the matinee of the, the, the Saturday one, but the others might be. So go and have a little look um, at that. And oh, I've just lost clothes. I'm so rubbish at, at, at being a proper radio host. Look, this is this is why um, we don't get anywhere. The album is... And do you know what? It's not my cup of tea, that genre of music, but it is a joy. It should have said the first song you heard him with was Sarah, with Sarah Silverman. Obviously. Obviously. Um, and the album is the Capital Studio Sessions, Jeff Goldblum and the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. You know what? It, it's Christmas coming up. You buy that for someone for Christmas. That's going to be a nice little stocking filler. Oh, it's Jeff Goldblum. It's a nice little stocking filler. It's live and it's funny and it's charming and it's. Uh, I was having a little dance around the kitchen today as I had it on, blasting through the house. Um, also, it, for biscuit fans, it was a Fox's Crunch Cream <laughs> Jeff selection. He nibbled like a tiny bit off it. So if he ever comes around to your house, you don't need to buy even more than one packet. We- he won't eat one. We should have trousered that biscuit. We could have we could have sold it to these suckers. Okay. We could have sold it to these he suckers. He did take it, so I'm thinking he's he's going to nosh the lot in his hotel room, not share. Um, please do not spread rumours that Jeff Goldblum is noshing in his hotel room. That is not... <laughs> uh, uh, and I, we'll stop going on about it in a minute, I promise. But I, I, I don't get phased by... Ce- very few celebrity interviews kind of throw me, where, I, where I'm nervous and I'm, I'm kind of really thinking about it and, and panicking. Panicking is the wrong word. Very few. I was so nervous for Goldblum. I'm so glad you were there because you kept me in. I, I would have been so much. I would have been so not more nervous. I would have been less confident mm-hmm. had you not been there. And I kept looking over at you, and you were staring at him wide-eyed, and I could feel you looking at me, and I'm staring at him wide-eyed. <laughs> and occasionally we look at each other as if to go. Actual Jeff Goldblum. Oh, it was it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, so there you go, Jeff Goldblum. Thank you, Jeff, brother. It's nice to have you on. It's nice to beat Graham Norton as well. To that. Yeah. So the show continues onwards and upwards, dear listener. This is The Late Night Alternative with myself, Ian Lee. Who the hell are you? I am Catherine Boyle. Sam is through there. And if you want to take part in the show, you can do it. It's a phone, late night phone-in show unlike any other show on the radio. 
uh, in that we will sit here and we will talk about stuff. You are welcome to call in, pick up the phone and call in about absolutely anything you want. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, two, two significant people have died, by the way, that kind of got overlooked, and we'll mention those. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, 0344 is the telephone number. We kind of mentioned this to Paul Ross. Paul Ross last night was talking about animals in the house because there's this great story that we didn't, we didn't do. Uh, a horse walks into a bar, but this time it's not a joke. It may sound like the start of a joke, but a horse actually walked into a bar last week, causing customers to run in panic. Why would you run? As people calmly enjoyed their beverages at the bar in Chantilly. Oh. Chantilly. Chantilly Lace. Chantilly. It doesn't go, Chantilly Lace. Well, he's a hillbillini. Shut up, there's a big bopper. And by the way, that ties in with another story I'm going to do in a minute. Uh, okay, sorry, well, let's do it your way. As people calmly enjoyed their beverage at Le Chambre dans Chantilly, north of Paris, they were startled and forced to react quickly as a racehorse galloped into the yeah. building. He I didn't just, walk in, he was kicking. The same thing happened with one of my cows in a post office. I had to shoot it. Oh, I had to shoot it. A video captured by security camera shows the moment when the animal enters rapidly. Uh, well, well, OK, well, thanks for not putting a link to the video, Newsweek. Nobbers. <laughs> First, you can see customers frantically moving out of the way. Then the horse, with its saddle falling off, gallops through the pub before turning to head back the other way. Poor thing. Jean-Marie Beguin, the trainer's, horse's trainer, said that the animal had kicked off its rider before running off. Um, OK. Uh, so and we had Paul Ross was telling us about a fox in his house yesterday. Um, so I want to know wild animals, wild creatures, uh, living things in your house that should not have been there. Have you ever had a living thing in your house that should not have been there? Twice I've had pigeons in a room. One was in my sister's room probably 30 years ago. And it's the most and it flew in through like a tiny little window. What you got? The video. Okay, now you watch it and you describe it. Go on, you tell us. Flipping it, man! That's why they ran. Flipping it! It's going for it! And Look at that fella running! And it's terrified. That fella running! Oh, don't worry about the horse. They'll shoot it. Oh, God. But, you know, you get a kick in the face from that, you're not going to recover. Do you see that fella running? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pussy. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what you do. What would you do in that situation? Uh, to I'll guarantee your tell life Tell you what I wouldn't safe. do. I wouldn't spill my drink. <laughs> Guarantee save your life. Um, Jump over the bar. Jump over the bar. Yeah. Jump over the bar. Safe. And you can get you can, you can get more booze. <laughs> Definitely. Get a little bit more booze. A bit of Jackie Dean Coke. <laughs> bit of £850,000 whiskey. I mean, silly. Yeah, we'll, silly. we'll take that one, Sam. Thank you. Uh, 0344-499-1000. We had a pigeon in my sister's bedroom when I was about 15. 14 and she called me in to get it out i'm not going to, pigeons are weird but it came in it didn't come in through the big window so you can kind of a, it came in through a tiny the tiny window and it was going nuts and of course they go nuts because they're panicking mm-hmm. but the, the the thing about the the pig the, about a bird a, a big bird in a in a room is it's so random it doesn't follow any set pattern and it's not like with some animals, you could kind of... It would stay in the corner and watch you, and you can kind of creep around and open something to get it. This is like... Yeah. And they, they don't understand windows either, do no, they? No! They can't see glass. No. I learned by watching... Is it the Angry Birds movie? What's the movie where... I think it's Angry Birds, where... the Or... or, or, or um, what's the movie where... Cartoon, obviously, where the birds can't see glass. It's quite funny... Um, it's quite a funny old movie, that. 
but I don't know what it is, so I can't refer to... Uh... But two thumbs up. Thanks very take, much. Take your kids. Great, great, great set pieces. <laughs> uh, so we'll take calls on that, 0344 499 1000. Uh, animals or living creatures that shouldn't have been in your house. CJ, living things in my house that shouldn't have been there. Easy, my ex-girlfriend. Oh. She's a what? Oh, ho, I said. Oh, gosh, that sounded a little no, bit... Yeah, no, didn't it, Sam? No. Didn't it? Sam's well, maybe him. to you, maybe to that ear. Um, got here we go. Here's... Um, can I do it? Can I... Um, can I... Where have I got this? Where have I got this? I've written it down somewhere. Where have... Where have I got that? There we go. Who's Peggy Sue Garren? Is it Peggy Sue? Yeah, but who is, who is she? Who is Peggy Sue Garren? Oh, she... Peggy... Okay, but who is? Okay, that's great. Is she the muse? She is. She's 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 the Peggy Sue behind the song um, Peggy Sue Got Married. Uh, and Peggy Sue. Oh, right. Um, she's only just died. Oh. At the age of 78. I've been trying to kill her for ages. That's a joke. It's not a great one. No, I wouldn't open with it. No. Um, I would have thought she would have died a long, long time. When was Peggy Sue? It was 56, I'm guessing? Well, yeah, but, re- but remember that there were kids. Yeah, and they died well before their time. The Texas... And, and the connection between that and the previous story? Uh, Aeroplane. Go on. Go on. Connection between that and the story about the horse. Um, um, you got a- it. Aeroplane. You got it. You got it. Come on. Aeroplane, horse. The, the story... Horse, the, the horse, story pilot. T- the story took place in Chantilly, in Paris. Chant- oh, Big Bopper was Thank on you it. very much indeed. Well done. The Texas woman who inspired the ninth... Stay there, John. Uh, and uh, John... John's? We'll stay there, Johns. We'll come to you in a second. The Texas woman who inspired the 1958 Buddy Holly song, Peggy Sue, and they should write, and Peggy Sue got married, which is not actually a great song, but it's a song. I don't know that song. Peggy Sue got married not long. It's, oh, it's, 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 it's funny. Who sings that? Uh, okay. It's funny because it's one of those songs that references another song. Peggy Sue got married. Um, also, the name of a movie. Mm. This is it's, it's, it's cute. There was a spate of that, though, wasn't there? Yeah. In the eighties. Um, I like Big Buddy Holly. Please don't tell. No, no, no. Don't tell that I told you so. I just heard a rumor from a friend. I don't say that it's true. I'll just leave that up to you. If you don't believe, I'll understand. Hang on a minute. I like it when he does the little hiccups in his voice, but the posh backing singers? I like Buddy Holly a lot. I went and saw the Buddy Holly musical. Buddy, sorry, let me give it its full title. I went and saw Buddy, the Buddy Holly mu- musical, about nine times when I was 16. Did you? Yeah, I came up to London and saw it at the Victoria Palace Theatre. I, I was obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. Used to hang out. Sick, sick. This is a weird, this is what a weird kid I was. Stay there, Johns. This is what a weird kid I was. At the age of 16 and 17, I travel into London, which is not a 
great journey from Slough to Paddington and there to go and watch um, the Bud- Buddy, the Buddy Holly musical. On your own? Sometimes on my own, sometimes with friends, sometimes on my own. And then I'd go and stay, stand at the stage door and get the autograph of the guy that played Big Bopper, who I think was married to Susie Quattro, and the guy that played Buddy Holly. I saw about three different Buddy Hollies. And I'd go. I took my mum. I went with Rod, who later punched me in the face. I went with Malcolm a couple of times. I went on my own. Weird, isn't it? Weird. And, and it's still on. And I could still go and see it. And I just don't... I don't... I would like to go... I would like... I would like to go and see Buddy, the Buddy Holly musical, again. Right, so that was your um, teenage weirdness. Mm. Um, I was really into Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And I would draw pictures of her. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd watch all the films, read all the books. I've never seen a Marilyn Monroe. I've never seen a Marilyn Monroe movie. Haven't you? Have you not even seen Some Like It Hot? No. no. (gasps) It's good. I bet it is. It's good. Okay, what was your weird teenage thing? There we go, this is a proper phone um, issue. I, I was really into a, quite a lot of dead people, so Marilyn Monroe, Oy, um, Audrey Hepburn. We have, people, we have people, get this, someone was tweeting Jeff Goldblum that they shouldn't come on the show because I was talking about bestiality. Now we're talking about necrophilia? <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. Um, and Karen Carpenter. Yeah, I kind yeah. of like people who don't had their lives tragically cut short. There's an allure to that, I think, as a young person. There's a glamour to it. There's yeah. a glamour to a, an early death when you're fi- 14, 15, 16. Yeah. That you, when you get to, like, 40, you go, flipping out, I was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing glamorous there. Yeah, my dad's saying, well, do, you, do you not like anyone who's still alive? <laughs> no, uh, well, not okay. really, I didn't. Uh, creatures that have been in your house that shouldn't have been there and your weird teenage things. 0344, and anything else you want to call in about. 0344 This is Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record that they love. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh, no. 0344 More on the, the breaking Peggy, New, Peggy Sue news. Peggy Sue's story. Um as and when I can be bothered to go back to that website. But first of all, we've got two Johns. We're going to go to Cardiff John first. Good evening, Cardiff John. Yeah, how are you going? I'm, I'm going. I'm going at it. That's the way, mate. That's the way, buddy. Um, last week I was listening in, and I believe, was it you um, found a deer on the road and took it into a welfare centre? Yes, I did, yeah. Well, I didn't get the follow-up on that. How did you go with it? Uh, well, I phoned them a couple of days ago, and the deer was still alive, and it, was, it wasn't it was walking yet, but they were still giving it painkillers, but it was all right. And here's the thing, John. they Because um, uh, I, I gave them a few quid as well. When I, Once I, I saw the place, Tiggy Winkles is the place, and once I saw it, I thought, this is That's amazing. Right. So I bunged them a few quid. And uh, yeah. they sent me a very lovely letter saying, thanks so much for the donation, um, and thanks for bringing in the deer. If you'd like to come and have a look behind the scenes, um, drop us a line. So I'm going to write to them tomorrow and see if I can go there at the weekend with my boys and have a little look around and see what they get up to. And hopefully, hopefully go and meet the deer that I rescued and it can give me my reward. That would be grand. Well done, mate. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, 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 you know, I felt sorry for the, the little bugger, but it was, it was yeah. a real honour to be able to touch it and pick it up and help it, you know, so fingers crossed. Oh, well done, mate. Oh, thanks very much. Thank you, John. There we go. What a nice guy. After the first two calls, let me get a nice guy like that. <laughs> What's going on? Let's go to the other John. Good evening, John. Union, Union Cuff. Oh, it's John, Hello, John. We it's thought you'd been, we away, thought, it, we thought you'd been um, executed by the um, uh, Tyneside Mafia. 
try and say mafia. I, I, I've hidden from them. Good, right? good lad, good lad. He's on the run. He's under witness. Pro- I would love to do witness protection. I would love. What you pull in that face for? Oh, I mean, I think you're a little bit obvious. No, no, no. Well, plastic surgery. We mm. talked yesterday about the parts of my body I would remove, and that is why because I'm. Pla- don't, don't. You're so dis. Look at that dismissive. I just Can know I that finish? you'd be you'd be you'd be straight on Twitter. Oh man, I'm in witness protection, guys. Here's a picture of me and my new pad. Are you both really so afraid of the um, the Jordy Mafia? No, not the Jordy. I'm I'm running from the triads. That's who oh, I'm upset. Yeah, right, uh, who, are you, who have you upset, Kath? What are you running from? Um, Julie Hartley Brewer. No, she likes me. I she said, knew she hates. Uh, no, well, she hates me at the moment. Let's just say I sent an email to Julia today apologising for being an idiot. Oh. Here we go. Um, so let's see where that goes. But um, well, who are you hiding who from Who am I going to run away from? Let me think. David Lee Travis? Oh, I know which one. Go on. The breastfeeding mafia. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're the toughest of the lot. Are you talking about the dirty men that like um, call, like, call their sexual partners mummy? No. You're going to run towards those guys. Dive straight in. Have you been a naughty boy, John? Do you need your nappy changing? No, 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 okay. no, 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 right. no, no, no. What can we do for you then? <laughs> it's uh, a definite no. It's, uh, uh, you, were, you were chatting on before about the horse going into the pub. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I think I may have told you once before about my story. Um, my grandson, um, he, he, his other grand, grandfather bought him a horse. Yeah. A fool. And... Um, it was stable, not too far from where we lived. So yeah. he used to he used to come down to my to my backyard to, to uh, wash him and groom him and this this that and other. Yeah. So really, it, it was like a little pup, you know. It followed him everywhere. He didn't have to put a leash on, you know. Yeah. So he he, he had been down to my house and walked him back up the woods where the stables were. Yeah. And past the pub. And the, um, the owner of the pub was standing outside yeah. and said, um, would you fancy taking him inside? He says, I'll give you five pounds if you take him in and see a, a pint of lager and a bucket of water for the horse. Oh! You know, and the grand Ben was only 15, 16 at the yeah. time, you know? Yeah. yeah. So he was up for it. He went in, took the, took the horse in. But the horse got a bit scattered because of the music, because yeah. it had the, had the uh, disco on, you know? Of course it had. They took it into uh, a disco, wow. Okay. Uh, so oh, it, it had a shit. Oh. <laughs> and then he, he walked it back out because it was scared, uh, and, and the bloke never even gave him the fiver. The bloke didn't give him the fiver? No. Nope, what nope. the heck? Never even give him the money, no. That's outrageous. Still, that horse, that, that horse manure is worth money. <laughs> it is, it's worth money. Uh, I think I've totally built it before, like, but... It, I, don't, I don't, don't remember. Don't remember a horse no, in a disco. don't remember. I'd, I'd remember a horse in... And you're lucky. You're so lucky that the um, that the guy behind the bar didn't reach down behind the bar... Oh, why is this not... Hang on. And go... Oh, why is this not playing? Oh, I was, doing, I was about to do a really good sound effect then. Hang on a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Just wait, it's going to be worth it. It's a gun sound effect I'm trying to find. Oh. You're so lucky the guy behind the bar didn't reach down and go... It wasn't even good enough to be shit. <laughs> did, did he ever... Shag a pony. Fantastic. Did he ever... Shag a pony. John? 
Yes. He did. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much for your call. Oh three four 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 nine nine. And there we 1, go 000. again with the bestiality. Yeah, we go again. Let's minimise this, shall we? <laughs> Someone sent a tweet to Jeff Goldblum. Someone sent a tweet to Matthew Wright saying, "Matthew, I want to talk to you about one of the one of the presenters on talk radio who's a narcissist. Types his name in and looks for it. Because here's the thing, right? Yeah, I I don't get why it's an insult to say you type your name in onto Google and, and Twitter. Yeah, I do. I type my name in because I know people are talking about me. So, I, yeah, I Listen, type my name in and look. Yeah. And and so would you. It's not narcissism to do that. It's, that isn't narcissistic at all. Um, as a, messaging Matthew Wright. Matthew, I just, can, I, can I DM you, please? I want to talk, talk about a narcissist who works at your station. I won't, I won't say who. <laughs> what, what's Matthew going to do? He's, he's going to come and... Tell Mum. He's going to tell, tell, tell Rebecca. He's going to come and beat me up. Hey, you. Stop! Uh, stop uh, searching your name online, okay? <laughs> apparently, apparently, I encourage uh, suicidal people to phone up so I can humiliate them and push them towards suicide. Um, and then message Jeff Goldblum saying, "Jeff, just think you might, Jeff, just think you might want to reconsider who's going to be interviewing you today because um, they were talking about bestiality and it's yeah. gross." And to be honest, when we got there, it was touch and go, <laughs> but um, we won him round. Well, here's the thing: when we got there, get this, Jeff was actually having sex with a dog. No, so, he was. <laughs> so it fitted in perfectly. He wasn't. He wasn't. He's 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 more of a pony kind of guy. He, he is. He is more of a shag a pony. Um, what do you think, Paul McCartney? Would you have you? I had a rumor, Paul. No, I had a rumor, Paul, that you shagged a pony. It's not true. Are you sure about that? <laughs> okay. I, how about the rumor? I did hear a rumor that you had sex with a young dog. She was just seventeen. Oh, was she? Paul speaking. Yes, I know it is. Please do it. What? Uh, I need to practice those, but that's not bad. But I think it's disgusting, though, Paul. Well, I think it's okay. All right, <laughs> we're getting there. Just got to learn the location of them. Um, are you sure it really happened? Oh, oh yeah, it was a dream. Okay, right, it was a dream. Fine. In that case, in that case, it's fine. Thanks, Kat. It's the greatest present I've ever had. I'm Macabot. I'm going to make more. Thank you. Please do. Good evening, Jeffrey. Hey, hey, Ian and Kath. How you doing? Hey there, Jeffrey. I want to play a game with you. Do you oh. know the rules to the yes-no game? I do. Well, Jeffrey, I'm going to ask you questions. What are the words you can't say? I don't know what other words I can't say, Ian. Well, the words you can't say are yes and no. Are you ready to play? I am. Hey, Jeffrey, did you have a good day today? No. Hey! Hey, away! And you had a long pause while you ate cereal, it sounded like. Big gulp. No, I wasn't eating cereal. I was supping down on alcohol. He was what? He was was what? You were supping down on a what? Supping down on alcohol. Supping down on alcohol. Even after a big hey, old look, sup, I he said no. Yes. Say, I am so jealous. You met Joff Goldblum. Joff Goldblum. Goldblum is brilliant. <laughs> How much oh, alcohol wow. have you been supping down on? Wow. That's, that's, that's like the coolest thing ever. Isn't it, but it? you know what? It blew our minds, man. And it's, it, it was at moments like oh. that. We, me and Kath met. Well, luckily, um, I told Kath to be there at half two, even though we had to be there at three, because she turned uh, up at three. And as we were going in, we ca- we gave each other a hug and went, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those, it was a, it was a, we felt blessed, man. We felt really blessed. It was lovely. Hey, do you know what I would have asked was because uh, occasionally he gets referenced in uh, TV shows and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I think, like, do they get paid? No. Do they get paid? No. No, no what, what, to, to, what to, to say Jeff Goldblum's name? You think he's copyrighted his name? I don't know, but, like, mm. have you ever seen, um, 
uh, Rick and Morty. Yes. Yeah, I have. Does he, I, yeah, don't, yeah, I yeah. can't remember a Jeff Goldblum right. reference in that. There is. Is there? there is. I love Rick and Morty. sitting in a bar. Jerry and Rick, yeah. unusually, are sitting in a bar. Yeah. And uh, and and Jerry sees this guy and he goes, "Hey, looks like Joe Kevlar." And he's just this alien, <laughs> very bizarrely looks extremely oh, like. I love, <laughs> I love and Rick and Morty. It's such a, they're, they're, oh, they're doing they're doing like another it. twenty episodes or something. I think. Oh well, they're not going to bring it out for another like year or something. Oh, okay. The only reason I know about this show is because I've got a daughter. Who, oh, huh? I've got to tell you, mate. Oh, right? Yeah, Do you yeah. know all the people that? Um, watched The Jungle and went, oh, I really like you on that. And yeah, then but now I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't really like you anymore. Right? Yeah. My daughter's 14 and she watched that television show and she went, you know, what? Yeah. they're all arseholes, whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. And, um, sorry. Yeah. And, um, and then, but she, I forced her, yeah. yes, it must be said, to listen to the radio okay. show yeah. with me. And now she thinks you're awesome now. Come on. Yeah, we go. Yeah. That's what I'm, That is, yeah. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. What's, your, what's your daughter's name, Jeffrey? A. Sorry? A. Oh, A, if you're listening. She, that is the first letter of her name. All right, don't tell us anymore. Let's, let's no. play another game. I feel I'm in a gambling mood tonight. Let's right. guess. Let's get well, Jeffrey's. I like to gamble. Yeah. Okay, I well, like let's guess. I, I bet you. I can get her name by asking you ten questions. By, by, the, by the tenth one, I'll have her name, yeah? I think ten's a little bit like Jeeves and Worcesterish. What about five? Yeah, I think ten's too much. Or about six. Yeah. What about six? I think, I think like, you could probably guess the name of... Uh, Three. Anyone. Five. <laughs> no, right, 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 we're bidding. Right, I, I'm saying I can do it in five. You're saying you can do it in what, Kath? Three. Kath's going to do it in three. Go it's on, over, it's over to Kath. 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 Cat, Shh, cat, pipe cat, down. Cat, cat, she's 14. Cat. I reckon her name is... Wow, you're not going to ask any questions. You're going in with no, a guess. She's going reckon... straight in, mate. I reckon her... she's 14 and her name is... Ava. No, what do you... No, two, two really? questions left. Or... You've offended him. The cars or something? Well done, you've offended him. You've got two yeah, I'm actually hurt. Yeah. Yeah. A- Ava Gardner, one of the sexiest Ava... women alive. It's one of the sexiest oh, cars sorry, alive. yeah. We do have a budgie called Ava, but, you know, there we go. How much, that's how much respect we have. Okay. All right, we've got two more questions, Kath. Okay, go, 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 sir. Go on. Her name is? Wow, you just, this is not how you play the game. But Alice. Alice? No. Alice? No. No, Who the F is Alice? Uh, no, because she didn't take loads of LSD and wear white socks and be the fantasy child of some bizarre Victorian pedophile. No. Wowzers, wow, that, gosh, that, that, got, that, that escalated. Didn't it? Sorry, sorry into your, your twisted mind. Ah, 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 ah. Mm. One more question, Kathy. You could ask him a question. Come on, Kath. Come on. Come on, Kath. Uh, Hold my hand. Actually, I have a feeling, if I was a gambling man, I am, I'd, I'd stick a, at least two bob, whatever the hell that is. That's ten pence. On, Kath's going to get it right on this guess. Don't gamble, because I'm going to... No, I don't gamble. Gonna, and, gonna... uh, when the fun stops, I stop. Yeah, stop before the yeah. fun starts. Then you won't well, lose... Yeah, actually, yeah, I quit it ages ago, because it wasn't really fun Is at all. her name... Is her name... Jeff, is her name... Amy? No... No. Okay, my turn. I've got five questions. Yeah, and you know that I've... you've got rid of three names, and you. Right, I'm going to ask you questions, Jeff, Jeffrey, yeah. and you have to answer the question honestly. Okay. 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 Question one. What is your daughter's name? 
Her name's Abby. Right. Question two. Yes. Is she named after someone famous? No. Yeah, Westminster. Uh, <laughs> question three. No, is your daughter named Abby? We deliberately didn't spell it the way of the bank or the... Uh, the, the Abbey Bank. Abbey National, isn't it? That's, that's, no, um, no, okay. no. We well, didn't spell it that well, way. Well, Abby... Your dad's a drunk. Phone up. Phone up. <laughs> phone up social security services. Phone up the A team or the equaliser. Get this guy locked up and go and live she your lives life. With her mom. She lives with a mom. Oh, we've oh, we've really? touched we've touched a nerve. I understand why he's drunk. <laughs> she lives with her mom. He's in a funk. Jeffrey, yeah. we love you. You're you. still a good man. You're our second favourite Jeff today. Yes. Oh really? Yeah. Thank you. Third. Um, she comes round at the weekends, and I do not drink from Thursday until Monday. I do not drink. There you go, good lad. I don't. I'm a I good don't. boy. Yeah, it's a good and boy. because we like, so we she just... gets your hangover. <laughs> oh, I'm don't joking. Be awful. I'm joking. No, no, I'm joking. I quit on Thursday because she comes out Friday, so yeah. I stop drinking Thursday, and then that way I'm not. How you anymore. um? How you finding the shared uh, parenting thing? Because I'm kind of new to that vibe, and it's um, it's 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 a, it's a hard one, isn't it? And then it sort of like it just sort of melts into this whatever the children want to do. It becomes the new normal. It, 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 yeah, like I mean, my son hardly ever comes round these days. To be honest, he is actually coming round tomorrow, but that's just to come and uh, check out a new computer game with me. Yeah. But generally, I don't see him much. He's like seventeen. Okay. And my daughter's, um, she's, yeah, like I said, she's 14. And, but she um, she likes to come around, and so she's around here every weekend. And I, I just kind of go with what they yeah. want. So it used to be, like, you know, fixed by the lawyers, right? as you would say. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and like, ooh. And then, like, um, the ex-wife, <laughs> it became more convenient to do this out of the other. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, well, it sounds it sounds like you've got a good, as good a setup as it can be in that in that situation, man. You know, well done. All, all you can do is um, um, do mm. what they want to do. Yeah, your, your children. You know, I've got my boys around. coming this weekend. We're gonna we're gonna take Nanny Linda out for her birthday. We're gonna go and see the Johnny English film, which I think oh, my boys wicked. my boys and my mum are gonna it's love. A new one, though. I heard you mention that earlier. It's a new, new one, Johnny yeah. English, new Johnny it? English, and I think my Aww. boys will love it because they love the Mr Bean movies. Um, so I think they'll dig it. And then we're going to go home, and we hopefully we're going to go to the um, animal centre and see the deer. Um, and then we're going to make fudge. Making fudge this weekend, Jeffrey. Yum, man. Yum, man. Yum, I'm going to bring some fudge in on Monday. We're going to have to burn, burn fudge. <laughs> hey, nice hey, one. Go on. I am actually... Uh, I missed the YouTube. I missed the YouTube, Ian. Oh. Well, you can still go on YouTube and see the old shows. I might do, um, uh, um, I, I might do some live shows on Sunday night. There's still stuff happening, man. There's still stuff happening. Check it out. Check it Please, out, Jeffrey. I'm never really sure where to look for that stuff, and I always tend to miss it. And I am, I, I am Ash Olay. Sorry. I am huh? Ash Olay. Okay, I don't know what that means, but thanks, Jeffrey, and uh, <laughs> continue. If you want to go to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Ian Lee, subscribe. If you click the little bell, you get a notification if I post something or if I go live. Because sometimes I do live shows on there where we can Skype in 
on video Skype, and you can see your, the caller's ugly faces. Um, Tony! Hi, Ian, how are you? I'm very, very well, Tony. What have you got for us this evening? Um, no, I just, I just thought I'd phone you and check in and, and okay. uh, see how you were. I'm good, I'm, although I'm humiliated as a British person. Did you, I don't, listen, we don't want to get political, but... Did you mm-hmm. see Theresa May um, uh, dancing today? Dancing. No, but I heard of it. She's and everyone's going. She's British Prime it's Minister. Abba. That's her idea of a, like like trying to look cool or do a or do a joke, be self deprecating. No, 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 mate. That's mm-hmm. going to be shown all around the world, right? And we're already a joke at the moment because of the idiots that voted to, to <laughs> Brexit for us all to commit economic suicide. And now, and now, just when people... Limmy, right, who's a great comedian, great comedian, a very yeah. funny, talented man, he retweeted the clip of her dancing with the cap, with the, the heading Food Banks Suicides. And that's it! Oh. You know, there are, pe- there are people in this country... Starving. There are people whose uh, kids have got mental illness or learning difficulties, and their kids have been moved three hundred miles away. There are people, uh, you oh. know, who can't feed their. And she chooses to come on and do like robot dance. What the hell is that? Mm. Walk on with some dignity. Walk on there and reassure us you're going to sort it out, not looking like an idiot. No, it feels to me like she's trying to out Boris. Boris. Yeah, yeah, and and you can't out Boris. Boris has won that, right? She, she, he's won that. And she should have just come out and given us a good speech. Blame though, isn't he? He's what? Donald Trump is to blame. I think to a certain extent he is. He's lowered the standard of what we expect from our world leaders. His media and his his false news, and I think they've all jumped on the bandwagon. I think they've all drunk the. They've all just realised that actually um, politics is now. Uh, it's a talent show. It's popularity a po- contest. popularity contest. Yeah. It's the X Factor. It's Britain's Got Talent. You've got to have a gimmick. Yeah. That was great. But when you come on the heat tomorrow, you're going to have to do something bigger. And her thing is to do a row. I mean, she, what is she? 65, I think. <laughs> Not that that should have too much, <laughs> but she's a 65 year old prime minister, world leader of a country that's going through a massive, massive shift, whether you agree with it or not, right? Well, Brexit, I, well, Brexit, yeah. But act, act, How can you dance for ABBA? Act like, like, well, yeah, and also, who let ABBA in, bloody Swedes? Kick them out. But also, just, just, <laughs> no, actually, the age is irrelevant. I'll take the age back, and, the, and I've not mentioned the gender, because that's irrelevant, but you, you, you're the prime minister of a country that is completely divided. It hasn't been this divided for, for decades, certainly not in my yeah. living memory, right? And it's, there, is, right. there is a nasty um, extreme right-wing element. There is a nasty extreme yeah. left-wing element. Both of those sides um, are displaying kind of racism and um, yeah. uh, perhaps a little bit of fascism and certainly aggressive tendencies. And listen, guys, yeah. I said right and left. Um, so how is her coming on doing a stupid robot dance to g- going to bring, uh, you know, an attempt to bring everybody closer together? I found it patronising. It looked arrogant, uh, totally misjudged, totally misjudged. It was totally. awful. Awful. Who's her advisor on that, on that um, moment? I think it's Jason Gardner, the uh, judge from Dancing on Ice. I got a feeling it was that guy doing it. Did you get fart then, Tony? No, 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 no. Is your chair? <laughs> it's my, it's my chest. Hey, the old chest, the old chesticles. Mm. All right, Tony. Anything else, Tony? Before we move on? Um, no, no. I thought I thought it was really interesting to listen to Jeff Cook. It was good, wasn't um, it? 
Yeah, I think he's a fantastic person, and um, you will know from meeting him, you and uh, Catherine, if he is the real thing. But from everything I've I think it was him. We didn't get the DNA results, but it looked like it. If you know what I mean, he's his real character, his real personality, and I I just I just appreciate that um, it was interesting to listen to and. Um, he must, you know, meet a lot of other media people, but he, he, uh, he's, he's not letting me down there. Good. Really? Good, 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 good. But uh, you're okay. How's the farm? Um, the cows. The hey, farm. just, the, the, the farm is great, Tony. I've got to let you go because I've had an email that's just blown my mind. Oh. So John Flansberg from They Might Be Giants has replied to my email. Because right, so, so love, loving the They Might Be Giants, right? And John emailed me after he came on the show to say, I really enjoyed it. I like broadcasting. Sounds like you guys like broadcasting. I'd be up for doing some more broadcasting with you guys. So I wrote back going, hey, yeah, cool, nice one, man. We'd love, I, I don't know what that means, but we'd love to do something with you. Mm-hmm. Didn't reply. So then after the show tonight, I just t- sent him an email saying, love the show. We only saw the first half. It was great. What was that crazy jazz odyssey? He's replied. It's just a New York secret handshake kind of number. So glad you could make it. I want to do radio anytime. I got this cell phone, jet lag, just say the word. What does that mean? Does that mean we ring him up now? Does it? I don't know. That was sent 37 minutes ago. Uh-huh. I don't know what that means. He's speaking in kind of crazy New York cold. Let's decipher it while these ads are on. Set free your mind. Let your fancy take flight. Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I've done the decent thing because I'm a nice guy and I've emailed John and said, you're around now? What a day! One of my musical heroes is emailing me. You don't have the album Flood. No. I've, you you will have it by the end of this week. I've ordered it for you. Yes. That, that's that's the one. Yes. That's the that's the way in. Flood was the big hit. In um, we, oh, you must have heard. Let me play you the opening, um, the opening um, theme from Flood. What a great! What have I done here? I've done something. Hang on. Um, theme from Flood. This is a great opening to a record. This is listen to this. Here we go. Oh no, hang on. Uh, what? Here we go. Why is the world in love again? Why are we marching hand in hand? Why are the ocean levels rising up? It's a brand new record for 1990. They might be giants, brand new album. Flood. And I tell you, I love it. And then it goes into Birdhouse in Your Soul. What a record and racist friend. I know politics bore you, but I feel like a hypocrite talking to you. You and your racist friend. It's a great <laughs> song. But why I love that is because it mentions the year in it. It's got the year in it. 19, it's a brand new record for 1990. Fantastic. Right, well, you can date it. I was probably 16 when it came out, probably 17 when I went and saw them at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. We got it now. We know how this works. So, Peggy Sue died. Peggy Sue, the Texas woman who inspired the 1958 Buddy Holly song, Peggy Sue has died at a Lubbock hospital. Lubbock, Texas. So she didn't move. Lubbock is where they're from. 
Peggy Sue Geron Rackham of Lubbock died Monday at University Medical Centre. This woman, um, uh, this is like a story that's kind of like a little small story, and I think this is a big story. Um, she was 78. The family gave the hospital permission to confirm the death, but asked that no additional information be released. Peggy Sue Guerin in 2008. Wow. God, I wish we'd have spoken to this woman. Peggy Sue Guerin in 2008 released her autobiography, Whatever Happened to Peggy Sue? A memoir of Buddy Holly's Peggy Sue. Guerin, while promoting her autobiography, said material for the memoir came from about 150 diary entries she made during the time she knew Holly. Wow. Guerin was born in Alton, Texas, but moved to Lubbock, where she attended high school and met Holly and his friends. I wanted to give Holly his voice. It's my book, my memoirs, she said about her book. We were very, very good friends. He was probably one of the best friends I ever had. <laughs> she married drummer Jerry Allison from the Crickets. Uh-huh. The couple later divorced. Oh. Her son-in-law, Tom Stathos, on Monday reminisced and uh, told KB, KCBD TV that the song Peggy Sue initially had a different name. It was originally going to be Lindy, Cindy Lou. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is this is great. I heard this story before. It was originally going to be called Cindy Lou, Holly's niece. And the drummer um, wanted to impress Peggy Sue, so he got Buddy to change the name. Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? Do us a favour, bud. That's a great song, Cindy Lou, but I'm going out with Peggy Sue and... It might get it, it might get me some action. That probably, you know, they were young men. That was probably the line. It might get me some action if you changed it to Peggy Sue. Holly wrote several other songs, including "That'll Be the Day," "Maybe Baby," "Yes We Know." Um, he also penned the song sequel "Peggy Sue Got Married." A nineteen eighty six movie called Peggy Sue Got Married featured actress Kathleen Turner as a character also named Peggy Sue who faints during her twenty fifth high school reunion, then believes she's gone back in time. Um I think she does go back in time. I don't think she believes she's gone back in time. I think she has gone back in time in that movie. Great right. movie. Is it good? No, it's rubbish. <laughs> don't remember it. I remember I had it, got it out on video. There was a whole rush of films that were named after old songs. For example? Um, some Kind of Wonderful. There's one called Some Kind of Wonderful. Well, there's no song called that. Yeah, there is. Nope. All you have to do is... Yes, it is. Mm, no, there isn't. Uh, yes, there is. Well, you've just sung a song called All You Have to Do Is. Oh, for give God's me another, sake. Give me another one. Go, that one doesn't count. Next one. Okay. Uh, next so one So many, you said. When a Man Loves a Woman. What film is that? When a man loves a woman. Okay, well, what, what's the name of the film? Well, <laughs> oh, right, so God. so far you've named zero. Next, next one, next film named after a song. All right, next film named after a song. Uh, Stand by me. That is not named after a song. That's just a coincidence. That is a coincidence. What the song? The song is my got... girl. We'll talk about your kids in a minute. Let's focus on Stand By Me. That is not named after the song. That's just the title. It's just the, just the same words. It doesn't mean it's, it's not from the song. Right. It's not from the song. So, so far, you've named zero. Uh-huh. You said, yeah, there were loads. Uh, These are the best. You're coming in with the best ones. Wait till we get to the, wait till we get to the worst ones. All right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, um. What are you doing? I'm trying to do an effect on my voice. Hello, I am going to kill you all. You will obey, obey. Oh, oh that's, that's a 
try this one. Hello, I will kill you. Does that sound different? Or is it just my... It sounds like you. Hello, I'm going to kill you all. You're all going to die. There we go. If I go high, if I go high, it sounds good. Hey, I'm going to kill you all. Ah, ah. That works good, that. Pretty woman. Um... Mm, no, 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 not having that. Mm. What name? What song is called "Pretty Woman"? Oh, "Pretty Woman." Brackets is, but it's in brackets. Yeah, it's in brackets. It's the same as me saying. Everyone yesterday. knows you don't say that bit out loud. It's the same as me yesterday saying it's just a hole. Um, <laughs> why do they put? This is what I don't get. Why do they like put, the man who shot Liberty Valance? Why do they put? You just Googled songs named, films named... Well, I had to songs. do something while you were asking about. Well, wasn't actually. I was experimenting. I'm like um, uh, Delia Derbyshire. Who? Oh, you don't know who Delia Derbyshire is. It's interesting. I'm unlike Delia Derbyshire. You can Google it if you want. I'm surprised you don't know. I'm surprised you don't know. So I just thought you might be interested in your history and what made made it possible for you to have this job here. But yeah, you're not bothered by that. That's great. Um, Hard day's night. Oh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That definitely doesn't count. Why? Why? Absolute beginners. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> such, a, such an idiot. I've never spoken to such a bell cheese as you. Alfie. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine. One thousand is the telephone number. Make a pie. A call. This is uh, the late night alternative I'm on still Talk on the Radio. A's. Um, speaking of A's, here's Alistair. All right, boss. Speaking of C's. Sorry, <laughs> a joke. Chats. Chats. Um, chit chats. Chit chat club. The, the ch- we're, uh, welcome to the Chattanooga Chat Chat Chew. Ch- the Chattanooga Chew Chat. Chattanooga. Chat. Chat. Welcome to um, Chat and Bake. No. no. Welcome to Master Chat. No. Master Chat. Master Chat. <laughs> J- to Chat and Bake. Welcome to Chit Chat. Chit Chat. Welcome to Chatty Chatty Bang Bang. Actually, that's, that's not great. bad. Welcome to. Uh, when we rebrand the show, no. it's going to be Chatty Chatty Bang Bang. Or, or Chitty Chatty Bang Bang. <laughs> Chitty Chatty Bang. Welcome to Shitty Chatty... Chitty... <laughs> sorry. Welcome to Chitty Chatty Bang Bang. Chitty Chatty Bang on. No. Well, no. No. Chitty Chatty Bangers. <laughs> no. Ch- anyway. Welcome, hello, Alistair. Welcome to Chitty Chatty Bang Bang. What can we do for oh, you this yeah. evening? I just wanted to confirm that Kath was right. About about what, Alistair? Everything. What was she right about, Alistair? Um, Alistair? We're a man... Alistair, we're losing you. Sorry, can you try that again? Because there's, 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 there's not a great line. Try that again. <clears throat> there's a film. Yeah. There's a woman. Yeah. Uh, Alistair, I don't know what you're doing, uh, but we're losing the signal here on this. Born free. <laughs> we're losing the signal, Alistair. All right, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, thank you, thank you. I didn't, I've not got a clue what that guy was talking about. Um, The guy was rambling. I mean, what was what was that about? Oh three four 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 nine nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very welcome. Unless you're agreeing with me, and well, in no, that case, you'll be fired his, off his line into the sun. First of all, he was rambling. Mm? Secondly, his line was all over the place. Here we go. Here's his here's one of your favourites, John. You're through to Catherine. How can she yeah, help you? That's fine. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm only calling because uh, I remember last time. You mentioned that you like baseball stories. What? No. 
I, I'm, oh, I misunderstood you. Willfully. I like baseball. I don't like baseball stories. I was uh, I was going to put you a dilemma that happened last week, but uh, only if you're if you're uh, if you want to uh, engage. No, go on. I'll engage. But what what so what happened? It's an interesting story. There's a, there's a rule in baseball that if a pitcher throws very wild intentionally to hurt another another catcher, a batter, right? Yeah. Then the pitcher from the opposite team will respond in kind and pitch also. And there's a lot of recently, a lot okay. of they call it bench clearing incidents where yeah. both teams. Yeah. So there was a picture. What the hell is wrong with those guys? Why have they got those gloves on? Catch the ball! Come on, snowflakes! Catch you know the how, flipping you know ball! How that ball is thrown. You know how that ball is thrown. Yes, I do, mate. Yes, I do. Yeah, but, but do you yeah, know how hard the cricket yeah, ball is? Do you know how hard the cricket ball is thrown? And it's a tougher yeah. ball, so that hurts. And yet they, yeah, these, and those they, guys, those real men, they don't wear pitcher mitts, baseball mitts. They don't wear those mitts. They use their yeah, hands. Yeah, but that. that that glove needs to protect that place. They're really, they're oh, really shut you know, up, shut uh, up, snowflakes. Anyway, so, okay, now, now let's let's let, listen to this very interesting story. So there was well, a picture that was due to get a bonus, a bonus, five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, five hundred thousand, half a million dollar boner. Yeah, for 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 a lot of inexperienced, a lot of a lot of a lot of for eating spinach, he yeah. got half a million dollar boner. Okay. No, no, he got a boner. He's, he's a bonus, a bonus. Bo- he got bonus. more than one boner. Yeah, but what happened was that he responded. He, he responded. Yeah, he responded by pitching wild. Somebody trying to hurt his yeah. teammate. Okay. Yeah. So he he, okay. he missed out on his bonus. So my question to you: Should the team tell me? Hang on a second. I don't think I've understood the story. Tell me the story again from the beginning. Okay. All right. There was a pitcher, a great pitcher, who was due to get a bonus for a lot of innings put in, into the game over the season. And he nearly got to that amount of innings pitch. But just before he was thrown out by the umpire or the umpire for throwing wild on the pitch on the batter from the opposing team. He did it because the other pitcher nearly threw a ball in the other one's head, responding like the rules in baseball is. So should the team pay him his bonus even though The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is where the party ends. I just 
What a song! Oh man, I just want to listen to Flood. I want to put Flood on. I just want to play Flood for the last hour of the show. What a record. What a re- My copy has been vandalised by the two Johns from when I interviewed them ages ago and they just drew all over the cover. It's a work of art. Man. I mean, there's just, there's just songs like... I mean, this, the, the songs... The thing is, they're like... They've they got a, a wicked sense of humour. But they're... I mean, listen, listen, listen to this. This is great. We're playing the whole album. Who cares? This is called Someone Mr. Keeps Hyrule, Moving My Chair. Mr. Comes the catchy chorus. It's not on that album, but the song Anna Ng. I mean, it's just, they're such a good band! 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number you want to give us a call. What animals or living things have been in your house that shouldn't have been in your house. The weird teenage things that you did. We've got another death that will be overlooked. Surprise Alan Caddick didn't phone up about this. Jeff Emmerich's dead. No? Well... Mm, Beatles fans will dig it. Uh, Jeff Emmerich, the Beatles sound engineer, dies at 72... Uh, the sound engineer who helped create the sound of the Beatles has died after a heart attack age 72. A Grammy Award winner. He worked on some of the Beatles' most... Inf- so he was basically George Harris, George Martin's right-hand man. Uh, worked on some of the Beatles' most influential and experimental records, including Sgt. Pepper, Revolver and Abbey Road. He also worked with Kate Bush, Elvis Costello and Ultravox. Giles Martin, son of Beatles producer George, described him as one of the fine, one of the finest and most innovative engineers to have graced a recording studio. Sir Paul McCartney wrote an affectionate tribute, saying he would always remember him with great fondness. Sir Paul wrote, um, "I've probably got enough words to recreate it." I think you can. Um, you know, we had a sense of humour that fitted well with our attitude to work in the studio. He was always open to the many ideas we threw at him. He grew to understand what we liked to hear and developed all sorts of techniques to achieve this. He would use a special microphone for the bass drum and played it, placed it, played it. No, um, and there's a nice picture of, of um, there's a nice picture of Jeff with Ringo Starr and George Martin's wearing a very George Martin's wearing a very snazzy. Oh, he don't mind, does he? Out there, isn't he? Um, yeah. Oh, it was Joe Emmerich who uh, he was the promoted to engineer on the first session for the band's album Revolver, where John Lennon tasked him with making his voice sound like the Dalai Lama singing on a mountain for the experimental sound collage tomorrow never knows it was also Emmerich who saved Strawberry Fields Forever by splicing together two separate takes of the song takes of the song and working out how to combine them despite the fact they had been recorded in different keys and tempo remember we played 59 seconds or 60 seconds you can hear the split 
He won the first of his four Grammys for his work on Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, on which he helped to achieve the monumental echo that sustains the closing chord of the day day of her life. He famously resigned during the White Album sessions, claiming he could not handle the tensions between the band members. And here's, here's, um, here's my top tip, guys. People ask me about, uh, you know, interviewing people and um, radio and stuff like that. Here's my top tip. Write to people before they die. I've been meaning for ages to try and get Jeff Emmerich on the show. I've been meaning for ages. I keep thinking, oh, Jeff Emmerich would be good. We could probably get him on as well. If, I, you, know, if, if you phrase an email the right way and capture their imagination, you could get him on. And now he's died. And that's, uh, uh, that's stupid of me um, that I didn't get him on. So my top tip, get them. Don't, don't put it off. Don't think, oh, well, well, I'll email them next week. Because who knows what's going to happen next week. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Good evening, Gatford. Hello, Ian. Hello, Gatford. What you got? Um, I just wanted to give you a bit of a Chaz Hodges update. Yes. I went tonight to the Tottenham versus Barcelona game at Wembley. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. And at half-time, they did a little tribute to Chaz. Here we go. Uh, his wife was there. Yep. And so was Dave. Yay! Uh, oh, that's I, good. The rest of his family were there, but they didn't They didn't interview them, and his wife was saying thank you to everybody for all the kind oh, words. Lovely Joan. And we had a good old sing-song There you go. Time. That's it. What, what, what did you sing? A uh, bit of glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Uh, Aussie's going to Wembley. Yeah. Uh, down to Margate got Aussie, sung as well. Aussie's, <laughs> Aussie's <laughs> going to Wembley. I'd forgotten about uh, that. And, and uh, winning the cup for Tottingham. There we go, you see. Oh, well, isn't that, isn't that lovely? I know Paul Garner well, t- uh, tweeted something about that, I think. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Really nice. It's nice. Oh, well done, Gatford. Yeah. Um, we we um, uh, had someone phoning up saying that you don't need your toes to balance yesterday. Could you... Because we were trying to make a streamlined body. I think we could survive without the three middle toes, but we need the big toe and the little toe. Of course, you don't have a big toe because you're a pervert. Right, yeah. How, how, is, how, are you, how is your standing um, barefoot? Um, it's fine. In fact, actually, uh, the day after it was locked off, they had me up walking around and it was fine. Do you never get, like, um, like one of those miniature sausage rolls and put it down at your foot and pretend it's your toe? How big do you think my toe was? Uh, well, no, um, the miniature sausage... All right, all right a chipolata, then. Yeah, chipolata. Um, no, but penis. I do get phantom pains. So, occasionally, oh. my brain will tell me that my big toes are in and I'll go, well, that can't happen, I ain't got one. Well, the only the only um, thing you can do to stop that is to to have the brain removed. Oh. Can you buy? Bra- I genuinely think of this. In fact, I'm going to go on eBay now. Okay. I want I want a brain in a jar. Can't sell body parts in there anymore. Oh, you're joking! You want you just want that like the Steve Martin uh, film, didn't you? The man with two brains. That's just to have one in a jar. Exactly what I want. Well, I need to go. Someone needs to um, get me hook me up onto the dark web. What's the web? site for the dark web because um, i want a brain in a jar and i want it if you now. just google dark web it'll get you on there won't it um all right i will do that gatford thank you very much indeed oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand let's type in brain in jar then we click the button i've only just started clicking recently and i enjoy it shopping let's have a little look brain in a jar necklace for 321 pounds from etsy get stuffed jesus someone's making a fortune with these little i know i want a real I want a T-shirt. Oh, that's quite clever. Uh, it doesn't work, though. It's a hat that you can wear that makes it look like your brain is poking out through the top of your head Good in one. a jar. Brain in a jar wall tapestry. Brain in a jar made out of wool. Um, no, no. Can someone get me a brain in a jar, please? Uh, that would be great. Good evening, Carol. Good evening, Ian. 
Hello. Oh, Carol, I am but a fool. I know that. Oh, cheeky, but, cheeky, uh... cheeky, cheeky monkey. <laughs> cheeky monkey. She was ready for that. She was ready. She fair yeah, play. She pwned me. She pwned me. What you got for us, Kaza? Because I thought ages ago yeah. you were talking about animals in your house. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Not so long ago. Yes. I have had quite a lot of experience of animals oh. in my house. What have you done? Well, it's partly because I've had a couple of psychopathic cats. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not counting the ones they fetched in, like the the bats uh, in November. Whoa, 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 hang on a second. Your cats brought in bats and left yeah, them on the mats? Yeah, two of them. No, in the kitchen. I opened the kitchen door. It's dark and I could hear this, like, screeching oh, noise. No. And there was these two things flying about. Into the window. Oh, but, well, because you're and just... I hang thought, on a second. I've just seen what you've so retweeted. What, hang on, Car- Carol. Uh, Carol, hang on. Carol, hang on. Catherine, what have you just retweeted from Tony Robinson? Sir Tony Robinson... Sorry. ...is in Queensland at the moment, filming. Yeah. And he's just tweeted this picture, and it says, Baby Roo in the sitting room, Queensland, Australia, and it's the most adorable little Joey. He's got a baby Roo, baby Roo in his living room. And you've got bats in your kitchen, Carol. Go on, sorry, carry on. Well, anyway, so that yes. they were oven-ready bats by the time I'd come down the next morning because I just thought, I can't you be can't, doing that. You can't be doing Shut with that. The in, no, no. So, um, were they dead? They, they, uh, yeah, well, they were upside down no. with um, north wings on. Oh. And that's what I mean about they were oven-ready oh. bats. And oh. So, that's the and, saddest um, image I've ever heard of. I was so upset because I like bats. I I was. Uh, They're very beautiful. I, I've adopted two pipistrels. Okay. I'm a. Um, I get bat news and everything. Yeah. Because you can, you know, these adoption animal things. Yeah, you you don't so, get to keep them. I found out. No, I know. After about hundred quid. Well. You, it's only fifteen quid a year to get a a pipistrel yeah, bat. I, I ordered loads. And. <laughs> And because they live in them titchy little matchboxes, they're the smallest... I don't think you're talking about mat, uh, bats. I think you're talking about ants. Bats don't no, live in matchboxes. No, are tiny. In no. a matchbox? No. This question... Pipistrel bats could have won me... It was the half a million pound question on... Um, who wants to be a millionaire? I was shouting at the telly, but you never got it. Katia, are you buying any of this? Pipistrels, yes. We don't live in matchboxes, though. They fit in there. They're the tiniest bat. No. Katia? Yes? Hello? Hello? Are you buying any of this? Katia, say hello to Carol. Hello, Carol. Hello? Hello, Carol. What do you think about this bat business? The the bat business? Yeah, little There's fruit bats. They live in a tree. Yes, Australia. Vampire bats. And, and there's a horse, um, shoe bat, and, and they're all different sizes. But I live <laughs> near a field, and, and there's a... Bat girl. Yeah, no. I, I, that's why I call myself a silly old bat, and oh. a, a daft bat, and things like that, yeah. because I am a bat. Lady okay. right. in my spare time, okay. amongst other things. Okay. The other thing oh, was, oh, I was going to tell you, yes. was this young lad 
came and knocked on my door and hadn't been what? in the house very long. And he said, uh, excuse me, missus, do you want um, a bird shield a put bird in shield? on your chimney? What? A bird? Hang on a minute. What? It's not true. Is that wrong? No, he said... I've got some here, and I've got a ladder. Do you know what I would have said? If anyone now. if anyone knocks on my door and offers me a bird shield, I'm going to say this. Excuse me. Here's the thing. I don't have a chimney in my house. No, I have it outside of my well, house. Well, you put them on the top of the chimney pot. Yeah. And then the birds don't fall down the chimney I, I know and burn the room on is. the fire. I know what it is. Well, I didn't have any problems until I got the the uh, bird-proof no. chimney thing. Losing the will to live here, yes. And then a bird's oh, made started making a is nest. Is there any way of making this story less than five hours long? Did you get them? Still in it. No, because you, right, the birds you, kept falling through right. because they couldn't get out. Okay. Because he put the bird cage on the chimney and the mummy bird squeezed through the gap okay. in this wire Okay, so it was pointless. Thing. I hope you killed that child that, that, so, that did that. Well, thank you and for... And I had no. four little baby starlings that fell Beautiful. out the nest. Delicious. And, and came down the... And they were flew all over the place. And Oh, no! Twenty-seven. Shut up! Yes. On a warm day, mm. like the door open. God, I want to fall down a chimney. Watching the telly and there's brilliant. I thought this great call. There's a lot of frogs talking about. In frogs. Here. She's onto frogs them? now. Okay. So that is that's great. The creatures Beautiful. that I expected. Thank you, Carol, for your call. Well, I'm trying to fill in, you know, the time because I'm getting fed up Let- with all this rabbiting <laughs> and, and you. Talking about all sorts it, of it, films and It's the stuff. show! What is wrong with everybody? The show is me rabbiting! She doesn't like the bits that she's not in. <laughs> Unbelievable! The show is me rabbiting! It's all! That's what the it's show is, you muppet! No, just all that if you don't mind. Thanks very much for your call, Carol. Cue lots of people on Twitter getting angry. <sighs> I shouted at someone. 0344 This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Hang on, I didn't know oh, it was trying, trying to be smooth. Hang on, let me try it again. Again. Hello, this is Jeff Goldblum, and I, I, I have the good fortune to appear, uh, if that's what you call it. It's radio, of course, but it's Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath. The great Ian and Kath. There we go. That's, that's Jeff Goldblum, guys. <laughs> Saying our names. Uh, for the, the technical gigs, I'd run out of memory on my, my Zoom. I, was re- I recorded that on my phone. Use the voice memo. You've got nothing else. Used the BBC used to broadcast the stuff yeah, that we recorded on our phones. Perfectly good. Uh, perfectly good. If you've got nothing else, you record stuff on your iPhone. You never know. Katya, uh, good evening, Katya. So, oh, so nice. To, it's so nice to. Um, how do you say uh, um, in English to talk to you uh, uh, in the evening? Yes. Good, good evening. Um, good it's evening. a bit of a shame that I couldn't talk to to Carol. It's a shame nobody I... could talk to her. She wasn't <laughs> listening. She only wanted to do her monologue. <laughs> 
didn't uh, get a word in it. I was hoping. All. I was hoping that you were going to be able to talk to her. <laughs> but did we get a word in it, Rory? Yeah? You keep out of this. But she didn't want to talk to any. She didn't want to talk to anyone. She wanted to talk at people. Yeah, because uh, I'll, I'll still get abuse on Twitter. Oh, that's fine. Uh, one of the topics, uh, my mum, she's got bats in the uh, oh, the belfry in, in in her house. Can what? I can I just say something by the way? Who yeah. the hell is Ginger Baker? Well, I I, we'll find out next week when I go and interview his daughter, Nettie. Mm-hmm. There we go. So I'm going to be interviewing Ginger Baker's daughter. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go around to her house and interview oh. her. And I'll say... Who the hell is Ginger Baker? <laughs> I don't know. Who is she? Sorry? Who is what? Da, 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 da. OK. Oh. C- continue, vous, s'il vous plaît. Please. Please do it. Formulated a question, which was yeah, baby. Uh, they songs with a parenthesis, and I don't know. That's a good question. What? Say it again. You said. You said. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Why are there songs oh. with parentheses? No, I didn't. I said. Well, no, I didn't. I said. Well, I said. Yeah. Why? I said. Why have some songs got brackets in? I wasn't talking about your parents or anything <laughs> like that, weirdo. Uh, why have some songs got brackets in? Come on. Yeah. Get, the, get the program, well, woman. What's the, what's the answer? Because I, I don't know. Do you I don't, know? No, I don't know. And I think, always think it's weird. Oh. I always get uncomfortable, right? <clears throat> but the Prince way of spelling songs and the Slade way of spelling songs, the fractured spelling, I dig that. That's funny. It's cute. Um, you know, it's, it's great. Nothing compares to you. All right, fine. Okay. Mm. It kind of invented... It, well, Slade invented text speak and Prince stole it and ran with it. And then mm. the, the text speak came along. Uh, then... Um, there was a point I was trying to make, and I got sidetracked by Prince, as we all did. But you don't 90s. know about the brackets. Oh, no. And I don't like it in songs when, and I get it, it's kind of cool in the 50s, when they drop a G and they put an apostrophe. Rocking so it, around the uh, clock. Rocking around the clock. Although I think rocking, I think it is rocking around the Actually, clock. Actually, it's it? called rock around the clock. Oh, yeah. Um, go Going down. Um I, there's loads. They, they drop the G and they put them past me. I think, all right, all right, guys. Let's, let, I'm all for I'm all for rebellion. I'm all I'm all for rebellion. But let's try and c- c- follow the rules of grammar. Um, but then the bracket thing, yeah. the, the, the monkeys. one I can think of. brackets. I'm not your bracket stepping stone. Oh. Hang on. So the song's called Stepping Stone. No, it's called brackets. Do you, do you say it differently? <laughs> I'm not your stepping. And now we're going to play. I'm not your stepping stone. Well, then I would do anything for love. I won't do that. Well, but exactly why? So, so what is the what is the song called? I'll do anything for love. No, it's called I'll do anything for love. I won't do that. Well, <laughs> so that's what it says to me, Katya. Yeah. Yeah, I agree there. I don't know. Uh, maybe we should pay attention when they play the songs live. What do they say? They say a one, a two. A one, two, three, bracket. four. <laughs> Open bracket. A face in uh, bracket. No. Well, anyway. And, and Nigel, oh, Nigel's, oh. Nigel's tweeted us. Tweeted yeah. me. Hi, Ian. Exactly. What is the software <laughs> you use for the sound bites? I know you use Phonebox and your play out is Myriad. But is it the hotkeys on Myriad you use for the sound bites? Well, I'll tell you what, Nigel. Um, why don't you ask your boyfriend, Catherine? Catherine, do you want to answer that one? No. Nigel? None of your business. None I don't of your even, business. I don't even know what... Mi- Trade it, secrets. When people start talking about the playout system, I don't know. He's talking about your clips. I know, he's but, he's, about your but he's, he's, he's showing off about Myriad. And uh, ever, yeah. ever since... Here's the thing. Here's the thing, yeah. Nigel. Um, 
Ever since you were rude about me, I've gone off you. <laughs> I mean, that's as simple as that. Ever since, since you said I didn't know how to do radio, and, and, and Kath does, and Kath does, but so do I, that clicking the pen lid off and on was a great competition. <laughs> and ever since you were rude, Nigel, I kind of just, you know, and that's, that's ch- silly of me, it's churlish, but that's just the way it is. Sorry, Katia, what were you calling in about? Have we got to the point? Cause I'm, uh... Apart from that, I wanted to know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, apart from Theo Usherwood and probably Paul Scoynes, I don't know if he goes there, who who goes to party conferences? I've well, been to party conferences. Paul Scoynes doesn't, doesn't go anymore. I've been. Yeah. Well, I went for the 11 o'clock show. Did, what happens there? Uh, we filmed some hilariously rude videos. <laughs> now, I remember the Lib Dems called me Lanely. Um, they drink a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, it, I mean, it's boring. It's oh. boring. It's basically it's it's three days of people giving talks, and the hall is empty for a lot of them, except for like the big ones. Um, and there are stalls, lots of stalls around that are trying to sell you fringe groups. That's how I remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Tory one, I found. The, the very dark vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Lib Dems was okay. I, they're just boring. Just really boring. You know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's boring. It's 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 um, a works outing for decades. <laughs> 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 Basically. <laughs> Someone said, "I think it's beautiful. It's where the human souls go to die." I think I think that's right. We got a tweet. Oh my God, Katia is. On. Uh, yeah. Can um, you talk to her about having Anusol over the counter tra- traumatised? Pardon? Does anyone know what James Dundon is on about? Do I, I'm going to report him to Twitter for sexual um, arousal. Yeah. Uh, uh, do, you know any, do you know any Anusol stories, Katia? Not really. What do you do with that? You, you put, put it on, it your, on your piles. Bu- your butt. On your On your butt. Th- on your bottom. I've never... Oh, God, you don't want Sorry. to. Sorry. You can Sorry. also use it to um, reduce spots because it shrinks. Basically, oh, yeah. it shrinks The models flesh. in the, in the uh, early thousands, you stick it under their eyes. Under yeah. the eyes. Get rid don't of get it in your eye, though, because that... Oof. It shrinks your eye. <laughs> and makes you, it means you can look up your own bum. <laughs> anyway, I don't, I'm not sure about that character who asked the question, so I'm, I'm just going to go. <laughs> OK, Katia, thank you very much. Yes. Let's go to Dave. Good evening, Dave. Hi, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Hello, uh, I met you, met you at They Might Be Giants earlier on. What? Oh, is this, this Dogface Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say that oh, as though yeah. we... No, hang on a minute. Hang on, I'm a bone to pick with you. You say that as though we've never met before. We've met a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, we, and both not, of us... not by pointing at each other uh, like... Uh, Here's Donald the thing, right? Dave, Dave has come to a few events that we've done. I think you came to the podcast thing we did um, in King's Cross. Yeah, King's Place, yeah, King's yeah. Place. And um, we, we the, the Chaz and Dave concert at the Royal Albert Hall, I kind of nudged Kath and went, is that... Because we met once, and I'm terrible with faces, and I said, is that Dave, the guy that, that tweets us? And you went... Well, I think it is, but I'm not sure. And neither of us were sure. And you were sat, like, really close to us. You had, like, front row seats, second row seats or something. And so we didn't speak to you. Then I think we saw you on the stairs, and it was you, but we, we were kind of in the rush, and we had to get You were in we the were rush again. Yeah. Stage, so yeah, we didn't yeah. speak to you, right? And then you tweeted me saying, oh, I'm going to be at They Might Be Giants, and I won't speak to you again, right? <laughs> so I had my eye out. And then I saw you. We saw so many people we knew there. And I said to Kath, right, this is terrible. I said, right, let's go over and see him, right? 
And what we'll do is we'll just stand there and point at him, but we won't talk to him. Yeah, it's like the end of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> yeah, that's so what I was just saying. Yeah, we yeah. went over, and he was sat about five rows back, and there's me and Kath just stood... Expressionless. Just pointing at you, yeah. and you looked at us, you staring at us, back. not knowing what to do. I'm there pointing, thinking... It's actually a really bad idea, and it could be construed as bullying, but I don't know how to get out of this now. I don't know what we do. And then you kind of cli- climbed over climbed the seats, the seat. and yeah. I was thinking, oh, God, please don't fall over, because this is going to be awful. <laughs> and it was not, what I'm saying is it was nice to see you, and it was, it was started off as a joke, and then I realised yeah. it could actually be quite bullying, and I felt really silly and didn't know how to get out of it, so I'm glad. Oh, I and I went back it. to my mate afterwards, she said... Uh... She said, that bloke looks like Ian Lee, your mate. And I said, yeah, that's strange. <laughs> you went, yeah, no, it's not, though. He looks like uh, that no. idiot, but no, I don't know. I don't know. He gets no. that a lot. Yeah. That, yeah, he's not that idiot. Um, yeah, did well, you stick I around? I don't know if you talked about the gig earlier on or not, because I was obviously still at the gig. But, um... we, men- we mentioned it, man. We mentioned we left the, the, uh, after the first half, and we yeah, gave yeah. our tickets to some people who didn't have such good tickets. They were on the kind of second tier, so we, we, we oh, just right. met some randoms at the bar. I said, do you want our tickets? They're better than yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we loved it, man. The, I, I, I was saying, I haven't cheered and laughed in equal measure at a pop rock concert. <laughs> so I, so I don't think I ever have cheered and laughed in equal measure. It was funny. It was stupid. Man alive. Uh, the voices. when they, Those voices. And uh, it was a joy. It was a joy. The, the, the wonderful jazz odyssey improvised piece at the end was great. Uh, we were thrilled that we got um, Birdhouse in Your Soul. We were d- certain that was going to be an encore. So we got that. Oh, it was a racist friend. It was great, man. What about you? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. I've, well, I've seen them tons of, t- tons of times, but that was one of the best, I think. I, I really think they were great. And, um, Second half, what do we miss in the second half? coming on at the end, obviously. And, what, sorry, what? McCartney coming on at the end. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Don't you even dare! Don't you even I like the bit in the middle where they got us to be over enthusiastic about the two new songs. (laughs) I thought that was genius. I thought that was absolutely genius. I love it. but the the end was pretty pretty special in that um, it is something I've never seen anyone do before. And they they played um, Hey DJ, I thought we had a deal, and they pointed out. They pointed out it's one of their few songs that has a fade on it. Yeah. So they played it with the fade. Oh, wow. It was their last oh. song. And then they sort of played it really quiet and they started miming to them not playing it. Yeah. And then the lights went down and that was it. Brilliant. Brilliant. I think they're so good. And 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 Kath said something I thought was very apt. She went, well, this is what, what happened to all the 90s kids. <laughs> we all, were all there. All, all the geeky, nerdy 90s kids that love They Might yeah. Be Giants were all there and we all got old. We all put <laughs> yeah. on weight and we all got old. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, but it was a, um... it's, it's a lovely vibe. But I, haven't been to, I haven't been to see them for a few years. The last mm. one was when they were doing the Sock Puppets. Mm. And um, it's just such a lovely vibe there, man. And John Flansberg has emailed me tonight. I emailed him yeah, saying... I heard down the train. Yo, he, down, emailed, yeah. he wants to come and do bits and pieces on the show. And I'm sat here going, is this, is this a wind-up? <laughs> John Flansberg wants to come and do bits and pieces on the show? So we're going to yeah. have more from them. But it was, it, was good, it was a good night. Kath had never seen them before. I'd never been to the Barbican before, which no, is... No, I hadn't. Um, so strange, whammy. Yeah. strange old building. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really interesting. They took, you know, played that song um, really early in the set and yeah. just like that. OK, we'll get that out of the way. It's out of the way. Um, it's yeah. every, everyone's yeah. expecting it. You know we're going to do it. Let's get it. I thought that was a really, um, really bold move to just chuck that one yeah. out quite early on. 
But um, no, Barbican is a, is a lovely venue. Um, I love and, it because uh, um, it remind it, it's so seventies. The whole building, inside and out, and it just reminds me of school trips, you know. And and, <laughs> and, and as Kath said, of multi-story car parks. Yes. That, the foyer, it's like a seventies yeah. NCP. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I always find with they might be junkie. The thing you said about there being a lot of, you know, laughing and uh, cheering a lot was you, you find yourself grinning. You've realised you've been grinning for the last ten yeah. minutes yeah. or something because um, it's just, uh, you know, and they just are joyous. And, you know, in the second half, they played fingertips and, you know, yeah. just, to, just to hear them do that sort of, you know, with everyone, you know, been, no one doesn't, anyone doesn't know about fingertips. Mm. It's a song that's made out of. 20 seconds and 10 second little bits and pieces. Oh, that's the one on the disc, well, the American disc, it's supposed to, like, randomly play, isn't it? Yeah, if yeah. you play it random, you just play little bits like, um, you know, I'm having a heart attack. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and bits and pieces. And they, to hear, see a lot of people singing along to that, knowing every little change, oh, and, you know, it, was, uh, was, a, was a real thrill. It was good, and I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, well, that's, okay, here's the truth. I'll tell you the truth, Dave, because no one's listening, right? I had a little mm-hmm. wobble last week little wobble mm. of insecurity and when i'm off kath is my cover and, and but when we're both off who knows who the cover is so i had a little wobble of insecurity last week and i said to kath over the weekend we can't take we cannot take wednesday night off because mm. i don't know who's uh, who's going to fill in I don't, I don't know who's going to fill in and i'm not feeling confident we have to do the show and kath was like well you know i, I don't know if i agree but if that's what you want to do then that's what we'll do. So it was insecurity that, mm. that kind of uh, it was a little wobble that stopped me. You missed a very good, very good joke, which I'll probably probably retell. They played Bonnaroo Festival about ten years ago, yeah, and they were rushing back to the uh, air conditioned, uh, you know, sort of trailers at the back. And this woman stopped them and said, "I've been a really big fan of your work. You've al- got all your albums. You mean a lot to me, and all this sort of stuff." She said, "Well, thank you very much." And uh, she said, "I particularly like that song." Um, I, I, I'm going to walk 500 miles. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Wow. <laughs> Someone actually said it to them. I yeah, knew you were going to say that. Yeah, they got, they, got, they got the biggest laugh. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, man, it was really nice to see you, and I'm glad we said yeah, hello, and we'll too. say hello at the next one, the next one as yeah. well. Thank oh, by you, the way, you did get it right about the um, Frank uh, thing and uh, the Miss Rogers films on the same day, around the corner. So. Okay, all right. Well, I will see you at the. I'll see you at Frank. I'm definitely I'll going to Frank. Yeah, I'm looking right. forward to that. Nice one, man. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Man. Tutti. Tutti bye. Bye. Tutti bye. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. I tell you, I tell you, he's a really nice guy. Nigel's a nice guy. Mm. That's Hi, guys. That's you, Nigel. You're a nice guy. I hope so. You're a nice guy. Yeah, a bit tired. Uh oh. Well, why don't you go to bed, man? No, no. I've been reading the docket me housing benefit bill. Oh yeah. I've been reading, but I only paid one. The other no. What was I talking about? Oh. A few days ago, I paid a hundred and fifteen pounds. Now I've got a new one come in yeah. for twenty three pounds. Here's the thing: those bills are going to yeah. keep coming in. But they. But I, I was probably behind on the last one. That's why the other one's okay. coming. Here's so quick, the. Isn't here's it? the thing. Those bills are going to keep coming in, man. And unless you have a source of income that is... Oh, no, I haven't got... I've got some okay. good news to tell you. OK, here we go. I haven't got to... Uh, these, these, um, these, these... It's only once a month you have to pay that, the yeah. council tax, yep. £23. That's not too bad, actually, because the, okay. the £100 one's because it mounted up. OK, you know? yeah. But I, I, got, I got talking to the lady in charge, charge of the council because yeah. I, I was fed up with waiting for other people to help me. Yeah. And uh, she said, I haven't got to pay any rent at all for at least a year. Any rent at all. Wowzers. 
Yeah, that's good because um, uh, the, the, you know I'm getting support for it because of the bereavement. As I've just read the letter, because I've had a bereavement, I haven't got to pay any rent, any rent for well, a if, year. If that's what they say, that sounds yeah, very, very unusual. That sounds very unusual. That sounds very unusual, to, yeah. sounds very unusual well, to me. She told me today. I, I spoke to her on the phone. She said, "Then when I do pay rent, it's only going to be twelve pound a week because of my situation." Well, then if that's true. Yeah. Then that's fantastic. The only thing I've got to worry about is the energy bills, which is uh, everyone gets anyway. The well, everybody bills. gets everybody gets bills, bills and taxes. Uh, I mean, the gas, the gas and the electric. I'm paying um, ten pound a week oh, okay. on each card, so okay. I'm keeping that paid all the time. Okay. Well, listen, that's so, that's good but news. But the rent is good okay. news. Uh, but that's what um, we don't need a breakdown of every bill. Yeah, because everyone's everyone's got bills, and at twenty to one, yeah. that's when people yeah. are in bed going, "Oh man, bills." Something else, uh, Ian. Is it about a bill? No, no, I forget the bills now because I'm happy that I, I'm happy that I got through to the the lady in charge. You know, the lady in charge. Yeah, God. it was good, isn't it? I did I did all that myself. Well done, congratulations. What's the other thing, man? Um, I bought electronic drum kit for for twenty four pounds electronic drum kit and you can put headphones on and you, and you can actually sing through the speakers of the drums okay. as well well that will that will stop and, disturbing the neighbors yeah yeah I'll genius be play, i'll be able to play with headphones on. and yeah. it, uh, it it was originally about 40 pounds but it was reduced to 24 pounds well, there you go you've and, saved money and it's all you know this, this it's all on a you lay it like a map yeah. it's um it's like a thing you lay down flat and yes. it's got a pad yeah and the pads have got sensors, and you can fold it up and put it in. A oh, I know, I know what you mean. I know you exactly know, what it's you not mean. one of those full size, full nope. size drum kits. But it make it's very loud. Oh, yeah, it's as loud as a normal kit when you turn it up yeah. because of this. Does speakers. it sound like a normal kit? Uh, it sounds like a normal kit. Beautiful. You've got all the drums on these. Does on it the... feel the same when you when you're ba- bashing yeah. away? Does it feel the same? Because with the thing with the um, normal kit is you've got the bouncing of the sticks. That's what does it. Well. It, yeah, this one actually sounds, the drums sound realistic, very Beautiful. realistic. Well, I'm very, speakers. very pleased for you, and yeah. I bet your uh, neighbours are pleased. Well, I haven't tried it yet, but oh. I've got, in a moment, I'm going to try the headphones, because I haven't had time. Well, I'll tell you what, can we listen to you playing the drums with your headphones on? No, no, I haven't got it here. It's, oh. not, it's, put, it's tucked away. OK, but OK. It, that was really cheap, though, wasn't it? £24 for I, electronic I don't. Drums. I guess so. I don't know the going rate. That's great news, and, Nigel! And, um... Yeah, one more thing. Can I ask you one more thing I'm worried about? Um, OK. It's really, it's really important that but you he, get me uh, right on it. Well, um, no, well, here's the thing, Nigel. No, you could, no, Nigel, 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 listen, here's the thing, here's the thing. You can ask us, but remember, we yeah. can't really give you advice no, about... No, Miley Cyrus, you can. Oh, uh, Miley Cyrus, you're not speaking yeah. to Miley no, Cyrus. Nigel, 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 yeah. listen. But, uh, if you're going to ask me something, are you going to listen to the answer? Yeah, of course, yeah. You're I not think... speaking to Miley Cyrus on Facebook, and I know no, that you're talking person... about going to America no, with her. Uh, this person keeps on to me saying that my, Miley Cyrus is going to meet me in Maester, and meet me in London. Well, that's not going to happen. She's going to meet me in London. That's not going to happen. I, well, I said I couldn't come to London, then she said where I... Where, Nigel, where can, I Nigel, let me stop you there. She asked me where Nigel, I live, but... Nigel, let me yeah. stop you there. Yeah. You're not speaking with Miley Cyrus. You're no, not. Sp- I didn't think I was. You're not speaking with I any. My, Nigel, are you going to listen, dude? Because mm. you've asked for my advice, and so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to say. It gets on your nerves, doesn't it, when they keep on? 
It does get on your nerves when people keep on. I'm fed up with it all. Uh, uh, here's the thing, Nigel. Mm-hmm. You're not speaking to Miley Cyrus. No, I didn't think You're I was. not speaking to anyone connected with mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus. But why do they keep pretending to be Because Miley? some people are really, really mean, man. Some um, people are mean, and they like to take advantage of, of nice people like you. And they'll be asking me for money next, won't they? Sir? I don't know, but I would what? block them, and I would not talk to them. You because don't think it is Miley Cyrus? I know think? 100% for a... For a she, fact, it's nothing to do with Miley she's Cyrus. She's in the voice in America anyway. She's too busy to come to London. She's too busy to talk to you, man. She doesn't, she doesn't care. Miley else, Cyrus doesn't care about people like me, like Kath or Sam or yeah. you. She doesn't well, care. I'm, I'm gonna, oh, she's busy working, isn't she? She's anyway. very, very busy working. Uh, she hasn't yeah, got time for the, us. You know, The Voice, that programme, The Voice in exactly. America. Exactly. The person you're talking to yeah. is not Miley Cyrus and is not connected so, with Miley Cyrus. My, ask for my address. Don't give it to him. Um, she said, Where, where's Don't your, give your address to anyone going? online, Nigel. Uh, pardon? Don't give your address to anyone no, online. I wouldn't even give it... I'll tell you what, I wouldn't even give it to Miley Cyrus. Well, it's good, good, because you're not talking to Miley Cyrus. No, but I wouldn't give it to her anyway, because it's private. Well, yeah, and also, you're not... Well, that's it. There you mm. go. It's private. It's private. It's you don't private. give your address out. Never no, give I, your address you see, to... Because I said, if you're Miley Cyrus, why don't you ring me so I can hear your voice? But you gave her your phone number. Then they make an excuse up saying they can't make calls. Yeah. Nigel, you mm. are not. You have never spoken to Miley Cyrus. No, you have never no, but spoken. I've got messages on her page that she's seen. She, okay. Anyway, she knows where I live. No, this she person d- okay. didn't even know where I live, but Miley Cyrus knows where I live because of my messages on her page. Nigel, Nigel, mm. Nigel, Nigel. I'm mm. going to say this one more time. Listen yeah. to what I'm going to say. You're going to hate it. Mm. Miley Cyrus does not know where you live. Miley Cyrus. It's on her page. Nigel, Miley Cyrus does not read. Her Facebook page. But she's seen Maidstone, and everyone's seen Maidstone on the map, hasn't they? Miley Cyrus does not know where Maidstone is. Well, it's, I put it down when I, with her messages. Miley it? Cyrus does not read her Facebook page. She doesn't well, read she it. She wants people to think. She doesn't read it. Mm. But she wants people to think that, though. She wants people to think that, but mm. she doesn't read it. I'm not being too well, harsh here, my cat. No. She might be too busy. To she's too office. busy mm. to look at her Facebook page. Mm. Miley Cyrus does not know well, who. You look at your Tech, don't you? I'm, yeah, I've got 11,000 followers on Facebook, and I'm, I'm not that famous. But She's probably you know got you've millions. Got several. You've got one with a tick, yep. which is um, the highest one, isn't it? Yep, yep. And you've got other ones as well. Do you look at all of them? No, because I've only got two. I've got oh. one with the tick, which is for the, the yeah. public page. And the one I left messages to you with... Before, yeah, there's another messages. one which is my private one, and then and there's some pe- and then some people have set up some fake fake ones, and that's fine, yeah. right? Yeah. Miley Cyrus does not know who you are. She does not know where you live. Yeah. She does yeah. probably never heard of Maidstone. You have never spoken to Miley Cyrus, and you've never but spoken to other anyone. People that, other people are different. Everyone's different on there, aren't they? So there's other people, with, you know, like like you. you, you People like you, no, a bit lower down in the scale, not quite. Lower down, that. lower down. People like me mm. look run our own Facebook pages, yes. Uh, and pe- other people that I contact, they 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 all know all about me, don't they? Who? Other people, Who? Uh, other people on my Facebook. I don't know. Here's the thing: yeah, you yeah. can't when you're talking to someone on Facebook. Mm. You have to assume you're not really talking to the person you think you are, because anybody, mm. anybody could set up a profile and pretend to be Miley Cyrus. Anyone mm. could set up a profile and pretend to be Kath. Anyone could set up a profile and oh, pretend to be you. Noah Cyrus, Noah Cyrus one is the real one because you've got a, you've got a private thing to, to to talk about the music on. Okay, that. it may be, it might, it may be, it might not be. I don't know, but but because you're not talking. You're not talking to Miley Cyrus. You've never no, spoken to Miley Cyrus. It's different because she's not so famous, and you can talk on private to her. No. You've never spoken back. to you've never spoken to Miley Cyrus's sister, mm. Nigel. Well, I've had Nigel come back. That you've never, you Nigel have never, back. and I'm being really blunt because I think it's mm. important. 
you have never spoken so to Miley people, Cyrus's yeah, sister. Yeah, not just me, though, but all these other people that try, think they're talking to her are not, then. They correct, they are, correct, correct. So why are they so stupid? <laughs> because these people are clever and they're, they're good liars, that's why. Uh, anyway. Nigel, look, I'll go, man, look after yourself. Yeah, I'll do a song another time. Thank then. you very much, mate. You look after yourself. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Was that too harsh? No, because no, it's not because we just wanted to be careful. Someone sent me an email. I saw someone sent me an email saying that Nigel had said that he was um, talking to Miley Cyrus and was thinking of going to America or something. Uh, I don't quite know what it was. Nigel's very literal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and um, I remember once before we told him he hadn't spoken to Kylie, I think, and he got very upset and put the phone down. Um, and that might have sounded aggressive to some people, but A, he wasn't listening, so I had to just keep hammering at home. B, he's in a really vulnerable state. I, I get slightly uncomfortable with him talking about how much money he's got and how much money he's spent yeah. a lot because there, there are, we all know, there are wicked, we'll do the ads in a second, there are wicked people out there who go, right, oh, he's got that much, he's spending that much money on bills, right, okay, I wonder if I can get yeah. a few quid out of him. And it frightens me whoever this person is is trying to get his address. Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, there'll be people going, he was so aggressive with Nigel, get stuffed. You get your own radio show. You spend years building up an audience of people trusting you, and then you deal with it. All right? Thanks very much. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> good, that. More radio stations should sing their uh, phone numbers. Yes, they should. Um, Are you cold? Smuggling peanuts. <laughs> so might as well got my arms folded. Um, here we go. So there's a new app on the old iPhone telephone. Mm-hmm. The measuring stick. The, the measurer. Tape measurer. And I only noticed it today. Because I updated me, um, updated me, 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 me things. But I don't really understand... How it works. So I'm going to measure... B. I'm going to... I'll stand up. Okay, all right. I'm going to measure Kath. So we've got to turn the lights on, I think. Keep the... On, on. No, on, you dickhead. Right, hey. stand there. Right. So I'm going to measure you, and I think... So go like that. It says... There we go. Measuring you. Boom! <laughs> he totally got you! You've been rasped. You've been poor ass. There's a waft of eucalyptus as he comes in. He's obviously still got a cold. Right. It says more light required, but there's bloody loads of light. You don't need a light with it. Let's put some ah, light on here. the Columbo interrogation on me. Hang on a minute. This is a new app. Do you know, you know how to work this app? Right, here we go. Right. Here we go. So I'm going to move. It says move, move, continue to move the iPhone. So I'm moving the iPhone. Continue to move iPhone. All right. I want to measure. There we go. This is a... Here we go. Right. Find a nearby surface to measure. Right. Me. You. All right. So I'm going to... This is the crappiest app. Right. All right. Let me measure the floor. Here we go. Got you. No. No. Listen. Yeah, let me measure the floor. If you can't measure people, there's no point in this app because we all know what everyone's going to measure first. Here we go. Here we go. I'm measuring you. I've got you. Got you right. So it says you are one point seven meters. Well, don't move because it's one point seven meters. The stick is going with you. No, you're one point seven meters. No, I'm taller than that. It says you're one point seven meters, not feet. 
Go, right, convert 1. it. 1.7 metres is now. I think my kids You're are... You're tiny! I think my kids... You're a wee woman! I think my kids are 120. Right, what's 1.7 metres? All right, let me see. In, Inversion. In feet. Because you're about, what, 4 foot 11? I am 5 foot 6! Can you help me back in my chair, mister? <laughs> Go Two feet. Right, here we go. One. 1.7 metres is 5 foot 5. So you're right, so I'm No, right. I am not! Um... Glamour girl Rianne Sugden sent her fans into meltdown when she revealed she'd used a new app on her iPhone to measure her boobs. Of course she has. The Page 3 Beauty said she had tried out the new electronic gadget on one of her nipples and it came in at 2.5 centimetres. That's now. That's massive for a nip. What, st- sticking out or across? Right, Circumference. My measure my You've got tiny nips. Uh, measure. It's all the cat bites. <laughs> <laughs> That's made my nipple grow. Right. I'm not quite sure. I don't really know how it works, the app. That's a stupid app. Um, the Measure app is a feature on Apple's new iOS 12 phone operating system. It's the most complicated app in the world. <laughs> look, look at that. Look at that. Peeping. Peeping Tom. <laughs> look in. at you, you dirty old Come you in. dirty old man. Come I think he, <laughs> the face. I, I think he prefers it through the glass. <laughs> It's better. I enjoy it more if I watch. <laughs> I don't want to take part. That horrible bit in Frenzy when uh, Barry McKenzie's going, lovely, oh, lovely, lovely. I've not seen that film for years. No, but you used to sneak up on me and say that. I did, lovely. <laughs> That's a great Although film. Although I should alert you both that, as we know, serial killer behaviour escalates from, say, torturing animals, picking yeah. on children. The Boston Strangler... Yeah began his career as a pervert known as the Measuring Man, mm-hmm. who would go round houses in Boston and basically say, I'm from, like, the census or a survey thing, and can I just measure you? He wouldn't actually assault the women. He barely touched them. He'd both often do their height, and, but it was a kind of manipulation control wow. thing. So be very careful. Uh, anyway, this app uses the iPhone's... I'll measure you in a minute. <laughs> uses the iPhone's camera to measure spaces or objects and allows users to electronically measure room sizes. God, that sounds like a fun app. <laughs> Jeez. This this lady tweeted, I wonder how many guys have measured their todgers with the new feet. Oh, I just measured my nipple, 2.5 centimetres, if you're wondering. And the message left her fans... The me- message left her fans drooling. <laughs> Don't believe you. Need a picture to validate claim. They well, didn't well, say well, validate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I believe you. I think I may need to measure it myself. A third replied, we want proof. <laughs> I really swore then. That, that is what's known as a thirst trap. Is that right? Sorry? I'm looking at Sam. Yeah, yeah. Thirst, Thirst trap, trap. yeah. When you put a tweet out just deliberately to provoke that pervy reaction. Okay, okay, yeah. a horny like, tweet. Like, I don't know about a these shoes. A magnet. Yeah, I don't know about these shoes. Do you, those pictures? Do the seams on my stockings look good yeah. to you? Yeah, Thirst trap. Although Sam has disconcerted me tonight. I'm very, yeah. I'm very really paranoid about my ablutions. I'm fairly clean, I like to think. Yeah, we're very clean. Um, man. Although I did it's earlier on, I had a chicken jail phrasey, so I double brushed <laughs> the teeth. Yes. Did a bit of a mouthwash rinse, had some chewing gum in the car, yeah. had a cough sweet. Yeah. I lurked behind your senior producer, Sam, yeah. who asked me, had I been eating a scotch egg? Ooh. What is the aroma of scotch egg? That's a very specific oh. smell. That's, That's not spicy, fresh, is it? it? It's a concatenation of all the different things I may have eaten that's come out of Scotch egg. Can I just say, well done for sneaking that disc past Catherine without her noticing. I well, heard, well, I heard it. It's all noted. <laughs> what is on your show tonight, Never, Paul? never upset the technical geniuses. No, that's the thing, isn't no, it? You know, no. we're or just, Sam. We are, yeah. oh. <laughs> there we go. Look, the mic's gone. What did you say, Catherine? <laughs> Let's share my mic, Kath. <laughs> she, she won't talk now, look. Go on. 
On the show tonight, yes. we are talking about a fantastic amateur botanist. He's mainly a photographer. He decided, he's from Fairham in Surrey, or Sussex Way, and he said, look, I'm going to go somewhere really remote and wild and get some photographs and just see how it pans out for me. He went to Papua New Guinea, yeah. as you don't, took some random snaps in the trees, came, got, came back, got them developed, or whatever happens with digital developed. images. Come well, you on, know, man. He sent a snappy <laughs> snaps where George <laughs> Michael crashed in, <laughs> and then got that. And he said, what's that in the trees? Sent it back to a university in Papua yeah. New Guinea. It's a tree kangaroo thought extinct for 90 years. Now, a kangaroo that lives in a tree. There are, there are some on mainland Australia that have survived. Wow. Because marsupials get everywhere, yeah. as we know. Yeah. But actually, this one was one that they thought was extinct. Papua New Guinea has wow. had terrible depredations because of change of habitat and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. we're talking about that. Also, go on, you've got time. Um, University yeah. of Reading have got not one but two professors yeah. they've given us for the show tonight a professor of physics and professor of modern history. And the two have coincided and elided in a fantastic way, and it concerns Slough. Because in Slough, yeah. radio research data is held from around the Second World War. Is they it? knew that radio was the big communication thing. Yeah, it was yeah. involved in radar. So they were constantly measuring, and they were bouncing waves off the ion sphere, yeah, which yeah, is the electrical field caused by the sun, okay? Yeah. So they were punched and got all the data. Nobody knew what to do with it after all, but they kept it. This professor of physics geniusly thought, hang on, I can do two things here. I've got these exact dated projections of the ionosphere, yeah. and we know when there were huge bombing raids, more bombs, I think four times the amount of bombs were dropped on, on Germany, Berlin and uh, Dresden, yeah. than were dropped on Hiroshima. Yeah. So they've coincided, they've kind of compared the days that Slough sent up these radio signal tests wow. with bombings in Berlin, and the reverberations actually affected and weakened the electrical atmosphere around the wow. planet from the Second World War. That's wow. a story. Up. Two, it's a double professor show, you lucky people. Up your arse, Betchman. Uh, Rick, <laughs> Rick, we haven't got time for you, mate. Uh, Sorry, man. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs>